MotorCityGaming.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The GameZilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock, the Dino Nine, and Jazzy Fiddle. GameZilla. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the Motor City Gaming Studios, co-host, GameZuki! Jazzy Fiddle. Jazzy Licks Turds. Hey! What the hell? <laughs> well, no, Jazzy says... Yeah, Jazzy Licks Turds, and you made ah, me say it. Yes, yes. I'm. You are not controlling the dock anymore. Listen, first of all... We all know when it said before it said that. Jazzy you, licks turds. No, no, it didn't. So you deserve that. <laughs> you deserve that. I would like to welcome our producers, Deadite Knight and Cable2KX. What up, no? Casting spells in the Everglades. Casting spells and all the shit. With Man. manatees and gators and all the stuff in Florida. I'm a wizard. <laughs> warlock, you're warlock. I'm a warlock fighting shadows on the games of the pre-show. That's right. We played a fun game on the pre-show. Warlocks vs. Shadows for the PS4. It was, it was fun. All right. Uh, welcome to episode 169 of the Games of the Podcast. <laughs> he said 100. How the hell is everybody but Jazzy Ben? <laughs> I just look at Cable shaking his head right now. Cable, how you been? Doing good. What what have you been up to, man? Uh I've been playing some a game that Jazzy likes to play forever and talk shit to us about it. Oh man, I'm not the only one. Man, I don't know what you guys are talking man, about. Man, I know exactly what he's talking about. It's called Marvel Heroes Omega. Yes, oh, sir. is that good? I never play it. <laughs> yeah, I bet you haven't. <laughs> I mean, he's level 60. I'm tired of being the same level. Get yeah. your rank up. Get on my level. Cable, what's the level cap? Uh, I think it's 60. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to yeah. make sure. It's, it's 60. <laughs> I've also got two pieces of super heroic gear. Just saying. No one cares! <laughs> yeah, Jazzy, go ahead and brush no your shoulders cares. off. Go shove it up your ass, Jazzy. God. We're over here playing as a squad. You're soloing a game that's boring as hell when you play by yourself. Listen, I texted you and you <laughs> said, I can't right now. I'm beating off. And yeah, I said, you? okay, that's no, cool. That's like, not true because <laughs> I play games when I beat off. What happened was you didn't text me and you leveled up 30 fucking levels in one sitting because I don't know why. You don't like playing with your friends, I guess. That's false. I don't know. It was two sittings. Yeah. It, I, it was, yeah, <laughs> because I was part of the first sitting, you motherfucker. Where's Storm at now? Yeah. 24? 24. Cable. Oh, I'm sorry. Ca I haven't hey, played every hey, champion. Hey, Cable, when uh, when you first signed on, yeah. you, you first time you played the game, what did I do? I play, I, I joined you, right? Yes. And what did I do? Did I play my 37 Gambit and, and use every XP boost known to God to get him to 60 as fast as I could? No, you switched to a level 1 character. Oh, I did, yeah. yeah as a I team player. I switched to a level player, 1 character, Storm. As a team player. You, you switched to a, you switched to a level one character. Uh, Storm, yeah. Storm was not level one when you joined. A level game. seven. Oh, there's <laughs> oh. Le, you know what? The numbers it, it, they're close. I guess if you put a slash at the bottom of the seven, it's kind of a one. So I guess I guess you're okay there, Jazzy. Right, thank you for seeing it my way. No, I don't see anything your way. <laughs> We're all annoyed at you about this. Everyone is. 
we all just we're just not gonna play. It's cool. You that, can that's so, cool. you can solo run it with with some scrubs. You can I mean, be be and see it for all I care, man. Go find some scrubs and run it. Man. Cable, you been playing anything else? Uh, no, that's actually the only thing I've been playing this week. Yeah. You been enjoying it? Yeah, I'm actually really enjoying it. Free, to, free to play. Can't go wrong. It's taking away Future Fight for me. Thank God. Thank God we've <laughs> saved you from mobile gaming. <laughs> Cellular mobile gaming, I should say. All right, Deadeye, what, how you been doing? What's new with you? You know, uh, you know, my gaming was actually pretty minimal this week. I did play a little bit of Omega with you guys. Uh, thanks for being kind and just you know playing some low level characters You're with welcome, me instead man. of yeah. just being up in the stratosphere. I'm, all about, I'm, I'm down on Earth. You I know. know. I appreciate yeah. you being a good friend like that. Um, no but I, you know, I we can was, only have one superstar of this group. Okay. Yeah. Clearly, he's already established himself. Pro gamer, Jazzy. Gunner glasses, Jazzy. <laughs> Going. T- he's going to be on TSM's Omega team. Yeah. Yep. It's only a matter of time. Man, do they have that? Yeah. I think you're starting it, man. You're the first draft pick. Um, so, you know, where Jazzy was too busy being a bad friend, I was a good friend this week. Yeah. Uh, you know, my friend Grimlock's, uh, you know, spent some time home sick a little bit. Right. That's came right. over just to spend some quality time, not to work, just to come over and play some video games, co- couch co-op with my buddy. Yeah, you didn't come over and rub a level 60 in my face, nope. you know, when I was like a 24. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I thought we were going to do this together. But cool. Uh, thanks for clearing out the whole map for me. Uh, I got no experience for it. That's great. Thank yeah. you. I came over and said, hey, buddy, uh, how about we go get some burritos? Yep. Get, we throw brick bitch in the car. We go get some burritos. Mm-hmm. We come home. We just play some indie games on the PlayStation. We did. We played Enter the Gungeon. Yes. Which I think a lot of people know Enter the Gungeon. It's coming to Switch sometime soon. It's been out on uh, you know Steam and PlayStation for quite a while. It's a dungeon crawler, top-down shooter. The levels generate at random, over-the-top, ridiculous. Um, I think you'd probably agree the tone of the game is really similar to Broforce. Yeah, absolutely. And the over, absolutely. The, over the top, like the the villains you're fighting are giant bullets shooting bullets at you. Yeah, yes, uh, shotgun shells shooting shotguns at you. And so the game was really fun. We got a lot of laughs out of it, but it was uh, it was not easy. The, no. the game was pretty brutal on you as a player. There was no forgiveness. Yeah, you really want to like run and gun this game, but you but you do need to like consider like as you explore and you find the boss level the boss like rooms is it worth exploring the rest of the world or just going and trying to beat the boss because the like you take damage and it's a big deal yeah. like it's it's not easy to heal it's not easy to for resources and yeah um you get about 6 hits in a life yep yep and they're you're lucky if between the two players you find one extra life that you can revive for yep. moving forward, you know, like throughout the levels. We only made it to level two. Um, but, yeah, there was a big concern. Like, okay, we found the boss. Do we backtrack to find better items or do we just go in with our full health? Right. So there was a, there was a lot of resource management that went in just on the first level of this game. So we're really trying to learn the mechanics. And we learned really quick that uh, saving your hearts was pretty important. Saving your hearts. And then we also learned that Gatling Gull. Is a serious motherfucker. <laughs> Gatling goal. And then the other one, we walk in, there's just the giant bullet sitting on the throne. I was like, what's this guy's name? King Bullet. And it just, <laughs> you know, the cutscene pops up, King Bullet. I'm like, all right. I guess King the guy's Bullet name- was an asshole, yeah. though, man. That, that chair had about 600 guns on it that all fired at us. And we died on him, but we did beat. Uh, Gatling Gull. Gatling Gull, the bird with a Gatling gun. Yeah, it was sweet. So, a lot of fun. So, we played that. And, uh, you know, there's another game that you and I played together I think you want to talk about. Yeah. So, we picked up, we had a little bit of time and we picked up Guns, Gore, and Cannolis. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, it's a, another indie game that I grabbed back when they had like a sale on the PlayStation Network, and I never, never fired it up. All I knew is it art style reminded me of Metal Slug. It was mobsters versus zombies, basically. And there's this story that you're just you're kind of a a low level enforcer that's trying to do his job, but you're having to fight through a zombie horde so that you can recover, you know, some dude for the mob. And uh, we fired it up. It turned out it was couch co-op. Wow, were we <laughs> pleasantly surprised with this game. It, it, it does remind you of Metal Slug, and it's just this cel-shaded art, you know, hand, looked like hand-drawn art style that, um, you know, 2D shooter. It, it, the, the art was real, like the thing, the game looks really nice. Yeah. And uh, we don't really know much about the, the game's developer or publisher, but it, it was something about something brothers. So maybe we think that maybe it was, <laughs> yeah, uh, it was a, Bro- yeah, it did, that was a thing. Publisher and, and developer seemed very, I, I've never heard of them. Yeah. So, you know, and the game went like mechanically was good. The visually was, was really nice. Uh, the, the voice acting was funny you know yeah. like so yeah all around i give it a two thumbs up for sure it, it reminded me if i had to pick one game that the play style it reminded me a lot of was uh if you took gunman clive mm-hmm. and made it sort of a horde style because you couldn't in in guns gore's cannolis you couldn't aim up and down like you can in metal slug um true or even like you can in contra it was like you aim straight and you had to jump to manage where your bullets were going and uh that reminded me a lot of the gameplay of gunman clive but you have hordes of zombies coming at you all the time and it was super satisfying when there's like the fat there's a fat zombie is throwing like meat cleavers at us you just run up and shotgun them and then there's blood splatter like on your screen and so uh, just it was really over the top yeah, and that was, the guns were cool, too, because you, you would collect, like, six different options, and then you'd use the triggers to, or not the triggers, but uh, the square button to uh, rotate through them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you'd have, like, your little pistol that had an unlimited ammo, but then you could switch between, like, shotgun, magnum, uh, the Tommy gun, yeah. and then we even picked up a flamethrower at one point <laughs> and had some fun with that. And then you get, like, to- um, you get grenades and... Um, Molotovs. Yeah, yeah, and... and <laughs> Those are just a fun. You get this group of them and you just throw it, and then they just would burn and disintegrate down. So there was also a, a, a kick that you could do. So if, oh, if yeah. a zombie was getting in too close to you, you do a kick to push him back and put a couple bullets into it. Yep. But obviously, it's at the risk of possibly getting bit. Which, um, you know, the to me, it felt like the lives were really generous. Like we didn't even come close to running out of lives. I don't know what the actual like forecast of losing the game is. Right. But we were having so much fun playing it. Um, we didn't really care. Yeah, and it also felt the thing I liked about the the game layout was if you picked up weapons or uh, healing or anything in the game, you no matter who grabbed it, you both shared it. Mm-hmm. So there was no worry about like, oh, I already have this. You jump over me and pick it. No, you just grab it and we both get it. So I I like that. It it made it for for such a chaos game. It made it easier to keep progressing through and having fun with it. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, guns, gore, and cannoli—a lot, a lot of fun. I, I, I uh, enjoyed that a lot. So, that was cool. We did play uh, Marvel Heroes Omega as well, um, and I'm, I'm working on Gambit as my main, Colossus as my, my tank. That's kind of my secondary. Then played some um, League. Played a couple games of League with Jazzy Fiddle. He let you play, it even was, though you're a lower level. Yeah. Right, that's true. I am a lower level in that one. I'll never be uh, on this level. Same level. Same lower same, rank. No, same metal. Yeah, sa- yeah, same metal type. Yeah. 
<laughs> but anyway, we're technically both yeah. level thirty. Yeah, I just yeah, <laughs> the cap, I, right? I, yeah. the cap, right? I don't. Uh, I don't play ranked anymore. It's too much on. It's too much on the old ticker. Yeah, I just, play, I just yep. play ARAM and yeah. try to have fun with it. I've he got that new DX Racer chair, and I've seen him like destroy some chairs when he gets upset playing ranked league. That uh, the armrest of his chair thank me for not allowing him to play. I'm not league, gonna lie, like since I heart. since I got the DX Racer and and the and the desk too, you know. Um, there's been a couple times in Splatoon and in League where I'm just like, nor- like you said, normally I'd sit there and just, you know, punch the, punch the armrest or hit the desk, and now I'm like, I go to do it, and I'm like, oh man, I spent way too much money on this, <laughs> like don't, don't do it, and so like I've re- I've resorted to punching my thigh now, so it's all bruised and you know, yeah. I abuse myself. That's basically what I'm saying. But I don't play. I don't. That's why. That's why I'm playing Marvel Omega, and I'm and I'm, I'm playing a lot of games. Like you came over, we played a, a lot of just couch co-op. I'm trying to stay away from the stressful games right now because because I, I can get worked up in games, and I'm trying not to do that currently. So, but I had my checkup. Everybody, so a personal note. I had my 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 checkup at the doctor's today, and you know, um, everything was everything was good. I'm not cured yet but i mean like the numbers were good things that needed to come down were down things look positive so there you have it it's because i'm not playing ranked league it's (laughs) clearly it so other than that i'm trying to think i don't think i i played some more i'm really enjoying my nes mini since i hacked it so i played a couple games of uh contra because the glitch was did it did his speed run and he's like 88th in the world now I thought it was higher than that. Oh, he might have got higher, but the last thing I, I thought I, it was way higher than that. I thought it was like top twenty. Well, not from his, not from the stream that I watched. Oh, so maybe he, maybe he I did wonder more. if I can go back. Yeah, you yeah. keep talking. I want to go back and confirm I, that. I didn't get to watch his entire stream, but I watched it where he went from like ninety eighth down to ninety fourth, and, and like the last run that he made that I saw was eighty eighth, and it like motivated me to go try things in Contra that like. A, I would just never go play Contra because I'm not good at Contra. But watching him play it, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go try to mimic the first level, at like he did, and see how I can do. Like example, I don't play a lot of Contra, so just staying on those two bridges that blow up in the beginning of the level, like I always fell down to the water because I didn't understand the pattern. Like I never studied the pattern of when to jump to stay on the bridge. To be honest, I didn't even know if you could stay on the bridge because they blew up. So. You know, working on that and then getting the spread, knowing which power ups he skipped versus which power ups he he wanted. You know, and uh, I was able to get through the first level, like him, get get into like the three D like base base run, and I and that's when things just fell apart for me pretty much every time. So you're right, eighty eighth. I just have so much respect for the glitch as a retro player. I just assumed he was you know best in the world. So. Man, eighty eighth is still it's still super for good. The first time ever trying like to do it, I was pretty impressed. So. Still, still mad, mad respect. Yeah, mad but, respect to our so, boy. Yeah, he's streaming on our on Twitch TV slash Games Podcast Saturday mornings, and he's doing you know glitch teaching people certain glitches, teaching people. Um, the the are showing people like complete run-throughs of games, and now he's speedrunning some stuff too. So uh, each week is a little bit something different, but it's all about retro games, and I'm loving it. So yeah, that I, it made me it made me hook up the uh, NES Mini and play some more Contra. So um, other than that, I did down. Well, we did play Warlocks for Shadows just now. For the pre-show, uh, yep, and I'm I'm looking forward to playing some more of that. That was that's fun. It's just fun, mindless, you know, eight bit, 
hack and or button masher. And then um, I did download, but I haven't started it yet. But I'm really excited to uh, Hellblade by uh, Ninja Sezuna? Theory. Yes, Setsuna's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I forgot what the subtitle is, but it's Hellblade something by uh, by um, Ninja, Ninja Theory. Theory. Yeah. Ninja Theory, who did Heavenly Sword, Devil May Cry uh, reboots, and um, I guess did something else too. I can't remember. But anyways, looks really cool. I've been hearing some great stuff about it, and it's only a thirty dollar game. I, I hear it's not the longest game. Six hours. But but it, it again, it's like a, yeah. it looks like a very strong story that's going to drive you for that six hours and an end. And I'm and I'm okay with that. Like I enjoyed the order order eighteen eighty six because and it was short. But the but I wanted like that story drove me. I, I was trying to figure out what the what was going on, and I wanted the the cutscenes, and I wanted the story. So this will be a game that I'm excited. I can pick it up, I can complete it, and I can move on with my life. You know, so that's something I'll be uh, getting started this week with. So cool. Well, that's what we've been playing. You can always let us know what you've been playing right on our Discord. And Cable, how can people just like right now, if they were listening live and watching us, how can they do it? Exclamation point Discord. That's it? That's it. Man, I really thought there was more to it. But that's it. Seriously, you're going to get a link and then you just click it and it's free. If you are listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, or MotorCityGaming.com, then all you have to do is go to the homepage at our website and click on the button that says Join the MCG Discord, and that's it, and it's free. So again, if you want to talk to people around the world about video games every day, join the Discord. Man, speaking of our website, how new is it? It's brand new. (laughs) Oh, really? It's really shiny. Updated? Slightly updated. You've been putting your... your, uh your sick time to good use. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the new the website just got a, a nice facelift. Uh, we have an all new homepage. We have a redone blog, redone podcast pages. Uh, where they're to me a little more appealing. Little little bit, shows a little bit better of the uh, better presentation, of the artwork, better description of each show. The about the meet the team is a huge improvement. So you can really see the full squad that's behind Motor City Gaming, Gamezilla podcast legend of retro our bloggers our streamers they're all there now with some of their favorite systems favorite games and even their uh, their gaming tags so in case you want to game with them you you know w- what to search for so that's uh, all been redone motorcitygaming.com head on over there take a look it's a website we'd love some feedback and you know uh the next piece to this if you're on your mobile phone there's a little easter egg that i didn't oh there it is if you're watching us on twitch there's a little Easter egg on the phone, though, that I didn't expect, and it's going to give away a little hint. And it's in the upper right corner. So that's all I'm going to say. But I think with what's in the upper right corner on the mobile phone version of our site, you might know the next piece that's going to be showing up on our website very soon. Yeah, look at those handsome devils. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's that's all of them right there. Yep, that's that's the squad that we're. I I I want people to know that are looking on the Twitch stream right now. It takes such a great deal of effort for me to keep my tongue in my mouth while we do this show. <laughs> because if you if you look at me anytime I'm doing anything that involves concentration, I'm like. <laughs> it's 100 percent true. It's kind of it's very creepy. I, I used to get and ridiculed when I was in drumline because like I'd be playing like focusing real hard because I'm bad at playing music, so I have to think super hard. And I'm like, and like and always screaming up my tongue in my mouth. I'm like, 
I'm not going to tell you what that looked like. Okay. Well, that's also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we're banned. <laughs> I'm dancing, see? Yeah, but uh, so, you know, thanks thanks to everybody. And make sure you uh, you take a look at the website, especially meet the team. See, see the squad behind the magic here. It will be expanding here again soon with some of the new streamers that we have come uh, that have already joined us or are about to start streaming for us. So, yeah, it's been it's been Man, fun. Man, captured gold with me. Look at that. It's like I'm enjoying life. And then scroll <laughs> such Cable, a lie. scroll up scroll up to my then look at that me there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how that's how it works. That's how, normally I'm that's like, how you normally <laughs> when I need you to like pose for something and you know it's going to happen, it always looks like you're fake. I've always been so bad with like I can't smile like you know oh, smile. I can't do it. So like even when I was taking my senior photos way back in the day, my my father had to like play with this toy fire truck <laughs> behind the photographer to get me to laugh just so I can get smiles in my photos. That sounds like a story that'd be when you were like three. Right. Like my dad had to play with this toy fire nope. truck to make me it was smile. Definitely eighteen. <laughs> Another big thing is we uh, we connected our YouTube to our homepage. So right on the homepage you can actually watch the our intro video to YouTube, which is uh, an, uh, us at PAX East and we had a lot of fun put it, making that video with Mike TV and uh, it's yeah, it's a good time. Check out the website and let, and uh, have enjoy it. Let us know what you think. If you want to see something added to it, then uh, you know, send us an email. Hit us up in the Discord and let us know. Jazzy, your beard's looking really good. My, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that yep. beard. Yep, it's gone. All right. Well, that's uh, that's the new piece right now is the website, and we're going to be yeah. building around that. But we also made some new artwork for Patreon and. You know, Patreon's yeah. a big deal, so why don't you tell us what, what what's the big deal yeah. about Patreon? Along with the website, Patreon is currently under construction. It is looking glorious, and everything is going <laughs> to go It is huge. Like, it is, it's big. But everything is going to go live on that September 1st. So we are uh, kind of switching around and throwing some more perks in there, uh, upgrading the look of Patreon, and uh, there's a lot of cool stuff coming your way. And uh, one of the things you can still do is influence a show and get early access to GameZilla Alpha by supporting us on Patreon.com slash Podcast, like Adam Bomb Diggity Tastic, who asks, Been a while since I sent a question in, but I was playing through Horizon Zero Dawn this past weekend, and I thought to myself, why don't more games have a mode where you can play as the enemy? How cool would it be to play as some... How cool would it be to play some type of mode where you can be the machines trying to take out the tribe people? It reminds me of my all-time favorite game, Left 4 Dead 2, where you could play multiplayer as the baddies, and it was a riot. Keep up the good work, A-bomb. Yeah, Left 4 Dead 2, playing as uh, as the enemy side was a lot of fun and, and unique at, you know, in its time, for sure. And I, I agree with you. I think there would be a lot of a lot of work for some of these games, but it'd be interesting where, you know, we have those games like Infamous Second Son where you could pick good or evil, right? Mm-hmm. And you could technically play the game twice because it does, the story does change enough that it adds replay value. But a game where you actually could play as, you know, the hero and the villain and take the story in both ways where the villain is successful or the hero is successful, right? Like that is an interesting concept that, I'm trying to even think if it ever has been done. It's, it's had to be done, but on a successful level, I can't think of a game 
you know, that technically has two stories to it that you can, you know, go one way or the other. Heavy rain. You can let the bad guy win. Heavy rain is a good example. That's a good example. Yeah. I Spoiler don't. alert. <laughs> God. But no, heavy rain's. I forgot about heavy my rain. My PS3 is still hooked up. I could be playing heavy rain right now, and I didn't talk sorry, about it because I'm sorry. very okay. excited. Heavy rain. Heavy rain is a great game. So, uh, and that is that's true. You can let him win, but you're he still technically yeah. your own character. You're not. Sure. You're not. The villain. Right. You know, if you go from Super Mario Land 2 to Super Wario Land 3 from game to game, you go from being Mario a good guy to Wario, who was the villain of the the previous game. It's a really far stretch, but that is the best I could come up with. I just think, like, on a larger scale, you could think of Halo, right, where you're Master Chief and the Spartans and you're pushing against the Covenant and everything. So what if you could also then say, well, instead of being Master Chief's side, I could be the Covenant side and I eradicate the Spartans and the human race and the Halo ring does get completed. You know, like, you, you could have two sides to it. It'd be a lot of work, but I feel like if someone did it, you know, and did, and, and had two stories that could te- that you could tell well then yeah i think it'd be a really cool concept and again i'm not saying it's never been done i just am not aware of any game that is that i can think of that's been super successful that's done it i think it'd be really cool in a game like horizon 2 where you're not just like oh a bad guy like now you're a machine yeah you're a bad guy but you're not a bad guy right i mean wreck it ralph on the 3ds i own that game (laughs) and so next 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 of course you own that game of course i bought it for l for how much uh Uh, it was part of a buy like five games get one free so keep going jazzy i want to hear your horizon I'm just saying, like, instead of actually just being, uh, a lot of games nowadays are, oh, here's, a, you know, an evil of the same race. Whereas this one, you could actually be, like, it, the robot dinosaurs going against, you know, a human race. Which yeah, I mean, it's the cool. same thing, like, uh, what if we did it with Gears where the locusts win? Right. You know? What if you could be a Bacoblin and go on the same adventure Link was on? <laughs> well, right. yeah, right. Well, I did think about Zelda, like where you could control Ganon, and, and instead you'd have to chase, you'd reverse the cycle of of the game where you'd have to chase him away from the shrines, you know, mm-hmm. type deal, and try to and basically defend them so that you can re- maintain your power, you know, because in the beginning you're all po- Ganon's all powerful, Link's weak, so you're trying to stop him from gaining any ground on you so and then what would happen is if you unsuccessfully can't defend let's say a shrine or something or a beast then the in-game battle against link is harder for you mm-hmm. same as if it's the same concept if i run into ganon into the castle without all four beasts so i mean it just it's more gameplay I, I, but again yes for developers it'd be a about, lot of work what about games like depth or as horrible as Evolve was, or Friday the 13th, where you right. have your your like good guys, yeah. and you also have the bad guys, and they're playing together right. to you, see who wins. Right. That's and that's what that's kind of what Left 4 Dead was before. Like Left, that was Left 4 Dead before this new wave of, you know, survival games like this have come out, and I think uh, they're gaining in popularity again, but. Yeah, you know, you can play as is Jason, or you can play as a, as a, a camp counselor. You know, and, and that's the same concept, and it's fun. But I would like to see games that, like, if you're gonna do that mechanic, the problem with Evolve, the problem with Friday the Thirteenth, the problem with um, with a lot of those games is that they're shallow. There's not a whole lot of game there. It's, you have that mode, and then maybe a couple modes, you know, a couple like versions within that mode, and that's it. 
So like, mm-hmm. there's no, you know, there's no like Star Wars. Like, what would be? How cool would it be if Disney made a Star Wars game? And it could be old canon where it was, you know, but but it's sorry, not canon. It could be old characters off canon where you could either succeed as Luke or you could switch over and succeed as Vader and see what would happen if the Death Star never got destroyed. You know, like you could create that and and then and play those two sides. And because of it, you would want to play those two sides. Man, thanks for the question. I'm super good. I will leave it off with the fact that. Um, Probably not in a game like Horizon because Gorilla already got enough flack for using the terms like brave and stuff in there. So flipping it to where you're actually just killing tribe members, they probably would have got a lot of people, uh, you know, pissed off at them for something like that. Everybody gets pissed about everything right. nowadays. We live in a butt hurt society. That's it. Red alert. Massive butthurt. That's right. Massive. Go goes out to you all butt hurt people. All right, cool. Well,. Before we get into the news, we do want to thank our sponsors of this episode. So take it away, did I? I'm not butthurt about that. You should be pitching far more things to me. All right, go to DetroitBeardCollective.com because they are the fine people that help bring you the GameZilla podcast every single week. If you have a beard or know someone that has a beard, so I'm literally talking to everyone that's listening to the show you need to go to DetroitBeardCollective.com, either buy yourself a beard crate, buy your friend a beard crate, and get it loaded up with all the beard care products you need. I'm talking about beard elixirs, beard butters, beard shampoo, a beard comb, tons of great products, and they have cool t-shirts, cool designs, cool merchandise that are themed around facial hair, and you can get it all shipped to you in a convenient beard crate. You choose the different scents you want, you choose what's right for you for taking care of your beard or mustache or goatee, or maybe even a soul patch, or maybe you just want your chest hair to be really well-groomed. They don't recommend that necessarily, but I'm sure you could use the products appropriately on your chest hair. But really, focus on the faces. DetroitBeardCollective.com. And if you use the checkout code MCGAMING, you save 20% on orders $25 or more. So us here at Motor City Gaming teamed up with Detroit Beard Collective to help you save more. Use the checkout code MCGAMING to save at DetroitBeardCollective.com. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching MotorCityGaming.com. Downloading headlines. Now let's have it. What about this monster story of yours? Download complete. All right, Microsoft is working on some fundamental changes to achievements. That's right. So if, you, uh, if you've been hanging out with Xbox for a long time, you know that when a game comes out, it initially has 1,000 achievement points. And as they add DLC and different things, they might have 1,200, 1,400, 1,500 achievement points. And you earn those by completing certain tasks in a game, say collect all feathers in Assassin's Creed or, you know, kill 500 enemies within 15 minutes or something like that, right? And you trigger it, it goes off on your screen, it gives you this adrenaline, makes your dick a little hard, and then you're like, oh my a god. little hard. I'm like, oh my god, I need, <laughs> I need every damn achievement ever. At least that's what it was back on the 360 days. It's still a thing. It's still popular, and people like Brick Bitch, my wife, uh, are obsessed with them or trophies for PlayStation. Well, Xbox has come out and said they started achievements, and it's a and it's a for me it's a double edged sword, but for many people it's a great way to to be a completionist because you can show off 
what you've done, right? And back in the day, you had completionists in retro games, and it was it was their word or you know a photo of the screen or or whatever, right? Now it's repping a, a a point total or how many platinums you have or things like that. So, Jazzy, I know you have some some achievements that you've some trophies that you've earned that are 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 decent ones they're not you know it's not like a jar of mayo where you tap a jar a thousand times and you get a trophy but you know i have over thirty two thousand gamer score on xbox and i'm and you know it hasn't grown a whole lot as of recent years but i was obsessed at one point where it was like grabbing games trying to get the thousand and and just and it was a huge piece to a game. It made me play games more than I ever would have in the past. But the big thing is, is that Xbox sees a way that they need to add value to achievements. They want to make them better for the people that don't have enough time to go get a thousand points out of a game. They want to make it feel valuable to those people as well. And that's where that's where this these changes come in. Now they haven't given us the the exact details of how they're going to get better, but they did come out and say that um, we can do a lot more to reflect and let people show their gaming history and their status. Whether it's somebody who play who only plays multiplayer in Halo Five at a professional level, maybe they only have two thousand gamer score. You want to be able to celebrate that person. So it's not all about the, these people that have played hundreds of video games and got points over all of them. They want to. They want to. Sh- they want to give credit to the person that's put hundreds of hours into Halo instead of the guy that put t- yeah. you know 20 hours into Halo and moved on. And I think that's a, it's a good idea. I think if you can add more value to your achievement system and, and make people care more about it, it's, you'll drive more people to try to earn these achievements. Yeah, I think that's huge. Like, just sh- being able to show that somebody, like, okay, you can only get so many achievement points in Halo. But if you're playing at a professional level where you can literally go into tournaments and win money off of it, but like nobody's going to know that unless you know that person by name. Yeah, but for so. like an example that, that they're thinking is like, let's say you're a pro Halo player. Like you might earn a badge or something for your avatar or something that you can display as part of your uh, gaming account on Xbox that a, a non-pro gamer can't. Right. And that's that's cool, you know. So he, they he, they went on to say that um, we're going to go big in the area of letting people show off and represent their gaming history and the type of gamer that they are far more than we do with gamer score currently. So, and I think that's where it, like it ties into. I think if you're if you're special if you have a specialty if you specialize in PUBG or something like that, you're going to have the ability because of that to earn something that the person over here that's played a thousand different games can't but they'll also have something that they can hold and 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 mm-hmm. and be you know excited about so yeah. that's i think that's cool it's, it's a cool idea and you know it's something that xbox achievements they were introduced in 2005 and they haven't changed really at all besides xbox one now and i think late 360 did a little bit uh progression right i think that's the coolest thing about xbox is that when you says so, you know kill five thousand people throughout your your campaign like you can play the game for five hours, go to your achievement, and you can see the progression. Oh, I've killed a thousand people. I need four thousand more. You don't you don't get that on PlayStation, right? So that's a that's a really cool feature that I've always thought was uh, neat on the Xbox One. Man, you ever think they'll put anything like physical involved? Like, hey, if you get so many points, or if you do so much, <laughs> yeah. Like- Cable and I know this because we both had the card. Yep. 
they yeah. tried they tried it um, with the gamer scorecard, and you know uh, they do it digitally still now you, with your gamer score and and just playing games. You can earn unique pieces for your avatar, like your t shirts, hats, you know, things that your avatar can wear. But uh, the physical side. Given they tried it back in like 2005 again, mm-hmm. so I mean, they, could they try it again now? It might work better now, but back mm-hmm. then it was like I got this card, and it said, I think it was like Neo J, because that was my whole. That was all about Matrix back then, right? So like it had my gamer tag in this clear card, which was super cool. So it was like yep. printed with like this see-through art design, and then it was like you can get discounts at all these places, and you can do all this stuff, and then like. It like never worked. Like it, it was like you take your card into like Foot Locker and they're like, yeah, I get, I get like fifteen percent off shoes. And they're like, no, you don't. I was like, oh, my bad. Okay. Like so, yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened. And that's the situation where I would never go back to Foot Locker again. As soon as you and me, you probably went to Foot Locker yesterday. I'd be like, Foot Locker, you're dead to me. Yeah. Yeah. I want my fifteen. I just think it'd be cool because Riot does for. For each region, if you reach Challenger, which is basically semi-pro, the top 200 people are considered Challenger in that region. And once you reach that, not only do you get your your little banner and your little you know medal in-game that shows that you're a Challenger player, yeah. but Riot also sends you a jacket. So you get a challenger jacket. Yeah. That's that's classy, which yeah. is kind of cool. And the pro, and we've also seen that the pros get like pins, like actual physical like pins and stuff, yeah. like in wooden boxes. Pretty r- cool stuff. Yeah, I would love to see stuff like that. But again, you know, you're talking about the top 200 people, right? Like versus yeah, <laughs> versus Xbox that's Live. Where it's like who knows? A lot different. Yeah, it, it it it'd be it'd be tough. But uh, another news with Microsoft, anyone can now test Xbox One updates early. So this is a big move again for Xbox where the Insider program, Xbox Insider program, has been a thing for a while now that many uh, members were part of. And if you're part of this group, you you basically get to beta test. You can beta test the upcoming OS changes. You can even get get first dibs on all of the first-party and third-party video game betas and alphas. And it was restricted. You had to, you basically had to register and hope that you know you got picked. Now you can register, and it's pretty much open. Now it doesn't. Now here's the thing: you can be an insider and not not get access to a beta game. Don't think because you're an insider you're going to get access right. to everything. But it does give you at least the uh, the ability to have the chance, and it also gives you the ability to update your system early. So if you know this next OS comes out and it's got some features that you want to try now and you want to help. Microsoft uh, button, test the bugs and make sure everything's working. You'll be able that will be something that you'll be able to do and then give the feedback to Microsoft. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Um, I've been part of the the Insider programs back um, before in, in 360. I, mean, I think they called it something different, but um, you know, and it's fun. It's it's just it, I, I enjoy. It's just like Steam yeah. too with early access. I enjoy getting you know hands on and being able to a help the developer. Uh, B, give feedback uh, as long as I haven't signed any contracts where I'm not allowed to talk about it. Uh, this gives me feedback for the show that I can talk about things that you know maybe maybe not everybody is is using right now. So it, it's uh, it's cool. And now any Xbox user can opt in to Omega level access of the Xbox Insider program. And yeah. if you want more details in our description, there's actually the article and it'll show you how what you need to do in order to make sure you're registered for. 
Yeah. For it'll it. show you how to register, and then once you become in a mega, a mega level, it'll tell you what Microsoft's looking for as a as an insider, I guess you can call it, to raise your level. Because it's kind of like a tier system. Like, you're coming in an Omega, and then they have a Delta, a Beta, and an Alpha. So you can kind of, like, depending yeah. on how good the feedback is and how much feedback you're giving Microsoft, they can literally raise your level and give you more access. Yep. yep. So is the level cap 60 for Omega? It, yes. Yeah, you got to get 60 yeah, in Omega It's 60, first. and uh, Jazzy is 120 somehow because, you know, he's the elite. Right. I just skip past <laughs> Delta. Uh, next topic, Blizzard is making news waves with, uh, first of all, telling us some of their, you know, what what their worker percentages are as far as race, as far as sex, as far as, you know, different right. things. And uh, surprisingly coming out and saying they want to make some changes for to globally diversify uh, and, and inclusion initiative is what they're calling it. So... They came, uh, Blizzard came out and basically said that uh, just 21% of Blizzard's employees identify as women and that only 14% uh, are categorized as underrepresented minority groups. So it's a very white company, very white male company. and mm-hmm. they, But they believe... Does that surprise anyone in this room right now? To be fair, no, because no. they also come in to say... That this this is uh, similar to this industry to the, it's, numbers. It's yeah. similar. To, yeah, these figures are consistent with the game industry as a whole. So, but Blizzard wants to f- improve this. Blizzard doesn't want to be just one run of the mill as the industry is. So, uh, the plan diversity drive will first focus on women in the workplace and thereafter cover minority groups. All while. Uh, quotas in favor of conferences and forging relationships with organizations such as Girls Who Code and and you know other groups that they want to affiliate with and be able to recruit from those groups as well as support those groups in the industry. Mm-hmm. So it's not just simply we want more employees. They also want to make sure that they're supporting other groups in the industry, yeah. which is important. And I'm okay with with following these other groups and basically giving everybody a chance. But at the end of the day, Blizzard, like you want to make a good product. So take everybody from all of these different groups and interview them and then select the best. Like, oh, yeah. well, we're, we're down in women or we're down in minorities, so we're not going to hire this guy who's clearly more qualified to... Why is, cable, why is Cable laughing over here? It, 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 you were, Think we're, about it, Cable. We're, Come no, on, seriously. To be honest, we're flirting with a very dicey subject because yeah. we can start talking about yeah, affirmative action. We can start talking about all, like, and, and there's a lot of sides to that. So it, it's honestly could be a very politically charged or emotionally charged subject, depending on what side you stand on um, with yeah. that. I think they're so, trying to make opportunities for people, and I think that's great. Yeah, right. Uh, but I also understand what you're saying. Like, you probably should just hire the best person, but they want to. Yeah, they want the, yeah. the problem is not the best. It's not about the best person. The problem is right now that the 20 people that walk in the door to Blizzard to go interview for that spot are 20 white males. Yeah, exactly. Not, that's what I'm saying. Pulling. The opportunity yeah. pulling everyone they're, to they're give not them pulling. the opportunity. This, right. this group of women over here don't feel confident to walk in Blizzard's door, or, they, or they're not interested because of whatever, whatever they believe uh, Blizzard's views are or whatever. So, you know, them just trying to make public and support the gaming industry as a whole better is the right move that every other company should then follow. And... You know, um, I still agree with you. Yeah, you interview and you take, you know, for if, for whatever the position is, you want the best, you know, person for the job. 
but you also want the best pool to select from exactly. for the job. And that's what I think they're trying to improve right now. So the quote is, our diversity initiative will require a commitment from every one of us, but especially from our leaders, managers, and hiring teams. Uh, we appreciate their dedication to help Blizzard achieve this goal. So this is, uh, this is news following the promise of more diverse heroes and content in Blizzard games earlier this year. And I think this, this plays in the role of talking, you know, like you look at Overwatch and you, and you look at the strong female presence, just the, you know, the, um, um, we, have, we have a character that um, ha- is special needs, I believe, in that game. We have uh, same-sex relationships in that game. We have, like, they're, exp- they're, they're... Wait, are you talking about Roadhog? Yeah, Roadhog. No, it's Symmetra. Uh, Symmetra. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I believe Symmetra was uh, she's uh, autistic. autistic. Yeah, autistic. and that's confirmed, right? Yes. From Jeff Kaplan or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and, that's different than morbidly yeah. obese. Like <laughs> no, no, <laughs> they, that too. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but you know, I think it's cool to see that they were pushing in their game, and they're also recognizing right. it in real life too. So well, even cool. things like May, with like not the, you know, yeah, typical body shape for right. Her, that's what know. I mean. Again, yeah. neither does Roadhog. Well, yeah, Roadhog. What about Wait. hey? What about what about Roadhog? Okay, trash character. Oh, my oh God. I mean, he is. I haven't played. Ro- I haven't even played no, Overwatch in like six months. Trash. So I don't even. <laughs> You're trash. I mean, there's a, a campaign right now called Save the Ro- Save the Hog. Save. The oh, is there? Hog. There is a campaign called Save the Hog. So he's yeah. been what, like, what do you do on this campaign? N- I mean, he nerfed got nerfed so bad that he's <laughs> yeah. unusable. So yeah, it's like a forum thing, not like yeah. a. It's not like a real thing that you get to play. You can't level cap it, okay? Yeah, it's it's you guys in this <laughs> level cap thing. Yeah. Well, you know, we just gotta we gotta yeah. look up on you on that pedestal and just be like, wow. There's no Gamezilla fans look forward to a blog about uh, Marvel Heroes Omega, uh, which will focus mainly on how it is a multiplayer game that is better to play solo. Just saying. I will look forward to that blog when I hit the delete button. (laughs) 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 All right, a little. Speaking of Overwatch, a little bit more Overwatch news, and that is the deathmatch mode has been revealed and is live on the PTR. So, deathmatch is available on PTR. Brings with it new maps and two new modes, including free for all, which uh, features a one v seven matches where players compete. Uh, with the goal of being the first to get 20 kills. The other is Team Deathmatch, which puts two teams of six against each other with the goal of being the first team to rack up 30 kills. In that mode, Mercy Resurrections will subtract kills from the other team's kill count. So that's a pretty big deal. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No interest in playing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, several of Overwatch's existing maps have been modified for Deathmatch. Blizzard is also adding a new map called Chateau Gilliard Gilliard, that is designed specifically for two two new modes. Additionally, Deathmatch features a new scoreboard to keep track of your kills. This is... um, It's interesting because initially they said they didn't want this in Overwatch. Mm -hmm. They said that's not what Overwatch is, is we don't want this. And now all of a sudden it's here and you just wonder why. Like you wonder what made them pull this trigger. Is it can we sit there and simply say esports? Can can we say that? Because when you think of Call of Duty and the tournaments that we've been there live at and watched how they play through a series of modes, you know, is is Blizzard realizing that that Overwatch League needs more 
variety to survive. And that's why they're introducing Deathmatch all of a sudden when they were so anti-Deathmatch in the beginning. Yeah, it's 100%. Yeah, it's got to be. Like, why else would you do it? Because this is the, this mode is like everything I hate and why, and it's everything that I loved about Overwatch not having it is that you could... You know, it wasn't it wasn't about the kill. It wasn't about the twitch reflexes. It wasn't about the Call of Duty or or Halo style gameplay. And here we are adding it to Overwatch. And one one part of me says, "Cool, it's another variation of gameplay I can that I get for free to a game I already own." But the other part of me goes, "You know, I don't know if I'm really even interested in and like like Cable said, really interested in even trying it." I. I like it for the sheer fact that it's taking all of the people that were playing this game mode without it being in Overwatch and giving them a home. So now when I go into a move the payload, hopefully everybody will play the game properly and not just try to no, kill No, see, because I can, I, can, I can ruin this for you real quick. A, it's going to bring people to this game that you don't want here. B, you played Splatoon 2. How well does the casual mode of Turf War transition when they go into rank when it's not has nothing to do with Turf War anymore and you run in and one of your teammates starts painting the spawn point and you go, well, I lost. Man, we can't even compare this because <laughs> wait, you're not wait, what? You're not supposed to paint the spawn point in competitive play? Yeah. Okay, yep. Next next topic. But but what I'm I thought all of the game modes were painting the spawn point. No, they're not. What? But but the problem I have here is that like the second you go tell into me, this, why didn't you tell me? Because you get these guys that play deathmatch. I did nonstop. These guys play deathmatch nonstop, and then they come into your rank match, which is a, which is you know move the payload, and you watch them just run off solo off into off into the distance, and you go, oh cool, um, yep we lost. We're we're a man down now, and I mean it already happens. But the problem is, is that you are now catering partially to those people. You're giving them a, a home, as you said, which hopefully distracts them and keeps most of them there. But it's not going to keep them all there. So these are the people that like play tracer, and then when they're not on the payload, they make up excuses like, "Oh, I'm going to push their spawn, their respawn." Oh, is this attack a cable? I'm not sure. Absolutely not. Uh, okay. <laughs> cable, would you like to step in and defend yourself? That's actually a legitimate strategy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, would be a legitimate yeah. strategy. My whole thing. At here, least he plays with his friends. Yeah, that's true. Oh, <laughs> up high. Okay, but listen. Here's here's here it is. I'm going to I'm going to tell you why deathmatch is a horrible idea. Deathmatch, people are playing, and there's this new strategy. Mm-hmm. Right, and someone has to be McCree, and and they have to, you know, and they got to do A, B, and C to make it work. Isn't it easier to go jump in a move the cargo, move, move the move the cargo from A to B to maybe I don't know test the strategy where people aren't out to murder everyone left because like, the only goal in deathmatch is kill. Mm-hmm. If I go over here, I can be McCree and I can I can train on that killing strategy. Maybe on people that are more worried about moving the cargo. Like again, it opens like, up. It opens up for people to use. Like uh, I, I don't like it. I do not it like it. Opens it up for potential non-team players. Yeah, yeah, but it's needed. In, not a problem for jazz. It's needed in esports. <laughs> That's the bottom line. Is it's needed in esports. You <laughs> need. It? You need it's, a mode like this in order Riot to. Riot doesn't run. have it. And it's not Riot's a completely different game. I'm just saying, Riot doesn't have it. So if, if I were to say, is Overwatch more like League of Legends or is Overwatch more like Call of Duty, what are you going to tell me? Right now? 
It's current, more like, in its current form. League of Legends. Absolutely not. 100%. Absolutely Moving not. a device from A to B or moving down a lane to breaking down towers so that you can destroy a base. It's more similar than Call of Duty, which is deathmatch. Kill the other team fat more. No, but what about that's, dog tags? Yeah, there's tags and there's... After plant, killing someone. Plant the bomb and defuse it. Like, there's all these different game modes. Plant the bomb and defuse it is this, is the same as, as Destiny. You plant, you do one thing different, and then you kill each other. Yeah. It's all about killing each other. And defense. It's basically search and destroy. Yeah. Moving a cargo down a lane... And you're trying to kill each other. Down a lane. No. So that, so killing that's has what nothing you've done. to do it. Killing and has you, nothing to do with it. And you killing kill has nothing to do with it. I can have 30 kills in, in, in league and lose. I can have 70 kills as Tracer and Overwatch and lose. Because in the end, moving that cargo down a lane, just like pushing in a lane in league, is all that matters. Is getting is getting that lane open so I can push minions, aka cargo. To get to a point yeah. and win. Which is the exact same thing as if I plant a bomb nope. and protect it. The bomb doesn't move and, and... It doesn't matter if it doesn't move. Yes, the, it does. The goal you is asked, to protect no, the no, bomb. No, you're an idiot. You asked me which one's more like League. If the bomb doesn't move, but the cargo does and the minions do and the concept is progression down a lane, then Overwatch wins every time. I disagree. That's fine. You don't play Call of Duty, so you don't even... The mode you're talking about, you've never even played. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I feel Overwatch is more Call of Duty-ish. No. Zero percent. See, right... I'll, when I they can't. add Deathmatch, you will be. See, the Death thing... Deathmatch is not going to be competitive, though, so that's what's going to make it a Yet. Less. Yet. Yeah. The thing about it is you guys are missing the, the missing link in the evolution. I spent five hours of my week last week listening to a book about Sasquatches. So I've learned about missing evolutionary links. And you guys are forgetting there's an evolutionary link between League of Legends and between Overwatch that there I is not... I swear to God, if he says something about Battleborn, I'm going to choke That him. is not there <laughs> between Call of Duty and Overwatch, and it's Battleborn! <laughs> oh there is a link of the style of gameplay you get in Overwatch to what you do in League of Legends, and it's Battleborn. There's not a missing link in between Call of Duty and Overwatch. It doesn't exist. Sasquatch science. I got you. Wait, wouldn't that be Paragon now? Paragon's another... Paragon's not a game. It's uh, it's just trash that you download for free. Yeah. It's a card game, all right? Oh, they got a overall, too. It's apparently really, really nice, guys. Speaking so is Battleborn, but you guys won't go back to it with <laughs> Speaking me. Speaking <laughs> of League of Legends, we got some news here. Oh, yeah, this is good. League of Legends developer loses lawsuit to a soccer player. Unbelievable. <laughs> so, Riot Games has been unsuccessful in defending itself against claims that Studio knowingly used the likeness of an ex-professional soccer player without permission for a League of Legends character. Now... Let, I'm, I'm, let, I guess I'll read this a little bit more, and then and then we can we can discuss this more. Oh, but, I'm gonna go off on this. Yeah. Footballer. He looks a lot like Lucio. Just saying, another yeah. connection, Foot, missing link. Yeah, footballer Edgar Dave, Davids, Edgar <laughs> Davids, who played for Juventus. <laughs> Footballer Edgar Davids, who played for Juventus, Barcelona, and UK Premier League side uh, Tottenham. Hotspur, my God, he's played everywhere, during his career, contacted Riot in 2015 to request it stopped using League of Legends character skin Striker Lucian, as he believed it was based upon him. 
Now, again, you can uh, view these photos on MotorCityGaming.com right on the podcast uh, page here for this episode. It doesn't look good for Riot because, holy shit, does this, the comparisons actually look look like each other. But David's claim that Striker Lucian's skin color, hair, muscular posture, aggressive play style... Oh, my God. I get the fuck out of here. And well-known sports goggles slash gas glasses, uh, as translated by Google, were all based upon him. I see it. David's ended up taking, ta- taking Riot to court, and the Dutch judge agreed with David's claims, adding that footballer had a right to protect his likeness. Unfortunately for Riot, the prosecution was able to present a tweet from an ex-QA uh, who tweeted in 2014. For all you wondering, Striker Lucian was inspired by soccer pro Edgar Davis. The tweet now since has been deleted and the account's been entirely locked down. Despite its defense that it was unlikely uh, unlikely fans would mistake the fictional character for the real-life Davids, Riot was unsuccessful. Auditors will now assess how much compensation Davids is owed once Riot discloses to the court how much it earned from the Striker Lucian skin. You know what I see up on the screen right now if you're watching the live stream? A really, really good cosplay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's him, dude. <laughs> yeah, but I... Okay, here's, here's so her, first of all, first of all, we, we're going to argue this, I understand. But first yep. of all, I, like, let's just say this. It's 100% him. Like, like, the likeness is definitely something you can argue. Now, oh, for sure. Now, should you get all up in arms that that a skin for a character that is a you know a multi-dimensional traveler, fucking demon hunter, you know that that shoots guns, it's just a, it's just like a a half-ass skin. Like it's not like the game is a soccer game that you didn't get licensed for, and they're running around with your name above their head, and like you know, and you're and you're punching babies, like right. you know, like it, it's not. Like so, it's just the fact that they made this sports line, right? They did a whole line. Yep. Okay. Now go ahead and and, and tell the people why you. Okay. Are mad. Here's the problem. The problems that I have. A. I feel the main reason he's doing this was because he's an ex soccer player. He's like, oh crap, I ain't making the big bucks anymore. Where can I go to keep making the big bucks? Possibly. Oh, here's Riot who's making millions upon millions of dollars, and this character looks like me. That's cool. Then all of the bullshit he says, like muscular posture and aggressive play style. That's lawyer talk. That's a lawyer that drafted this up. He goes to a lawyer and goes, listen, there's this video game character that totally is me. I didn't get paid for it. I should get paid for it. The lawyer says, let me draft something up. Like, that's all lawyer talk. That, there's no way he came up with all that. I just want to know the last time Mr. David shot guns on the soccer field. Because if you've ever played this Lucian, striker Lucian, he just looks like a soccer player. But he still is Lucian. He still shoots guns, and he still has but the if, same... But if I made a game and took your likeness, and the whole game was a guy running a candy store selling candy, and you never in your life have ever sold candy, but it is exactly you doing it, it's still stolen likeness. Well, It doesn't matter if you actually sell candy in real life or not. Well, then shit, get a lawyer, Ethan, because guess what? You got red hair, you got a red beard, you got a little bit of man gut. 
you're fucking Gregus. Listen, first you of all, you could just say, no, first of all, listen, I've been in a no. battle. I've been in a legal battle with <laughs> Seth Rogen for a couple years now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> listen, okay. He's been suing us and we've kept that from you. You could he be, a, you could be as mad as you want, but you're telling me that if they simply didn't design those glasses on <laughs> his face, they would not have this lawsuit right now. I mean, no, that's true. That's all they had that's, to do. I'm, I'm not they, saying that Riot's wrong. Also, and Riot second, was probably like, "You want to know? We don't. We don't give a fuck. Just give this guy's money." Also, <laughs> the second that no, they defended it. They tried to win this, well, and how they hard lost. They really tried to defend it. They went to court. That cost money in <laughs> Europe. Yeah, in Europe. Oh. So, anyways, um, in the end, if you just didn't put the glasses on the character, you wouldn't have this problem. But the problem is... I mean, if I could take my shirt off for a moment, but... The other problem is, is that she deleted the tweet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying Riot was right in the you way look, they went yeah. about this. You look yeah. guilty as hell. Absolutely. You look guilty as hell. <laughs> in case y'all wondered, Seth Rogen is part of this podcast. We have a similar physical appearance and general sort of tone of voice. And uh, in all honesty, if I sat there and looked at it and, and said, wow, you know, this is me. And I know Riot is, has 100 million active monthly users on mm-hmm. League. Uh, I, own that, I own that skin, so he's going to make some percentage off of me. Right. But I, I can tell you right now, like, I, guess I, would, I would also be like, you know what? You didn't ask me. If you would have asked me, if you would have approached me, I may not care. I'm like, cool, man. Yeah, I like video games. Go for it. And right. then, then it's over. It's done. Instead, so, you just did it. What's his angle? Deformation of character? His angle is stolen likeness. Yeah. And he's trying to get paid. His angle is, I want monetary compensation for you taking my look. Because he could even make, he could make the argue um, that his distinct look is part of his financial future. He makes money yeah. off his look. And by them stealing that, they have stolen money from him. They've stolen intellectual property because he has these glasses and this hair, and it's a look he's assembled to make himself over his a, entire a, career a recognizable yeah. athlete. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I, I actually agree with them. I think I think overall, it's a it's a silly lawsuit. It could have been avoided if Riot would have taken. This is another story where I think Riot rushed. And didn't do th- and and, oh, yeah. and this skin's older, so we're talking about something that was developed back when Riot liked to make a lot of mistakes. But you know, I think the the thing here is that if you would have just reached out to him, you know, or again, just not design the glasses. Like, what were you thinking? It's That's the true. same. It's the same thing as a lot of these other skins that you have seen disappear for no other reason than the fact that guess what? That's 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 uh, Oscar the Grouch. And that's uh, Bowser. And that's, uh, you know, like a lot of these old original skins that were on in League of Legends, they're gone. Wait, there was a Bowser skin? Yeah, there was. Yeah. A Bowser Ramus skin. And there was a new new skin that had it Oscar the Grouch like on it. Ramus or something. Yeah. It was ridiculous. So, I mean, like, yeah. you know, these were, and, and not that the Lucian skin was that old, but it, but it, is, an, it is an original, a, a more closer to the original skin uh, when Lucian was created. Can you still use these skins? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have that skin. I can use it anytime I want because I bought it. But it's the same people. Same for the people that actually did buy the King Bowser or, or, the, or sorry, the, the King Ramus or the uh, the other, the right. new new skin. You can still use them, but you can't buy, like, if you're new to the game, 
you you can't buy them. And I actually I think you can't actually see those ones anymore. Can you? They're actually gone. Cable, do me a favor and see if he was still playing soccer in 2015. Just for shits. I just want to see if that. <laughs> it says ex-professional. Right. So, I mean, I guess maybe back in 2015. 2015, yeah, was may, he playing may, soccer? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Because I think that makes a big difference. Like, if you're a, a public appearance, like you're a professional at the time, and then somebody has a skin of you, like, it's a big difference than if you're an ex-player. If there was a League of Legends character that was dressed up like a wrestler with a blonde skullet and long arms and a and a you know a handlebar uh, a Fu Manchu mustache that looks just like Hulk Hogan, it doesn't make a difference if he's still a professional athlete or if he's retired. Yeah. It's clearly a stolen image. Yeah. And and you know who's to know? Again, I'm not I'm a soccer fan, but I don't know this player that well. Who's to know like that his look, his style, he hasn't actually trademarked, trademarked, and he hasn't actually uh, you know earned sponsorships and done stuff after he was a professional player. Yeah, that's you true. Know? Like he could be a announcer. He I'm could wondering be what the a, angle is. Can have endorsement deals yeah. with sport with different yeah. companies. Well, he retired in 2012. 2012. Okay. okay, so he was out for a few yeah. years. I wonder what the. So if it's not an, an exact look, I wonder about some of these other characters that are in League, like uh, like Wukong, who's based upon like a Chinese legacy. Well, no, there's not. A it's not a player. It's not a an individual that's created an image. It's not right, but it's, it's but it's somebody's idea that they put into writing. Right, no one owns that. Like that's why. Like how many movies have you watched that had? Ninjas and 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 different and you know different things yeah, in it. True. For Honor would be in trouble right now because they have they do Vikings and samurais and you know like it'd be different if they had a ninja suit that had a yellow face mask and black on his head <laughs> and clearly was Scorpion. Yeah, like that's right. when again again that's still that's still clearly intellectual property. That's still another character. Right. But it's still you know that's more of a cut and dry black and white area than maybe an actual person who says their likeness is like that. And it's crazy. You're seeing all these court cases now where this is happening in music where the, you know an artist is coming out and going my song that i wrote 30 years ago that barely anyone ever heard has a similar musical pattern to this huge monster hit i want money and they're getting money for yeah. it yeah and the scary part is that you start to wonder are things are things recycling because it's all it's all been made like how like the variations of notes and stuff like that like Eventually, they all kind of you know, like you get that song that kind of like, oh, that reminds me of this or this remind you know, and so you wonder that some of these people are just getting lucky when sure. it comes to the music. Side. Absolutely, you know, this here is is, bl- is blatant. <laughs> I mean, he never really wears a headband though, so. You, 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 this one picture. Pull the other picture. You had grin. I think he had a headband on. He did. The other picture. He did. He did. I'm he just did. going off the picture that he's got like, up here. No, yeah. I just like time out. Time out. I just like Jazzy's statement. He never really wears a headband. The only picture you've ever seen of well, this, this motherfucker one, yeah. is the one that we're looking at for reference. That's right. And you face his whole life off those. Now, I don't yeah. think he's ever worn a headband. I'm, absolutely. It'd be like if the man in real life, you're like, that guy eats the, <laughs> the digital character I've never seen eat. Yeah, exactly. So not copyright. Not, well, not, the digital not, I mean, that's true. The digital character's mouth is open, and clearly this guy never opens his mouth. <laughs> he's never done that. Yeah, because I mean, he doesn't eat. He, you know, yeah. he we, actually, his mouth doesn't work. You know, this human... Human might not have a body from the neck down. We can't see in this picture, and the digital character definitely has a full body. So, here's—I guess—why the hell didn't Riot take it down? 
I don't know. When they and asked in 2015, like, can you just take him down? Like, let's be honest, this Lucian skin is probably the most trash Lucian skin there is. It's the, Every yeah. one of his other skins are cooler. So why in the fuck did they just take it down? It's, I mean, it's true, but I guess technically, if you think about Lucian has a soccer skin for for nations that are, which is every other nation's number one sport besides us. Right. And league is huge across the entire world. It might be a really popular skin. Yeah. That's true. So you know, he might be he might be getting a big check. Who knows? Man, all right, we got we got to move on. Yeah, we will. We'll keep up on it and see. Do, see do what we he, have to talk about this next thing, or can we just skip it? No, we got to talk about uh, it. I'm gonna plug my ears. All right, fine, we'll skip it. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, talk okay. about it. I'm not being a jerk like that. I just literally couldn't care any less. It's no. impossible. I just I just want. I love there's this is my there's one. one statement. <laughs> there's only one sentence that I care about in this. Okay, uh, but anyways, um, so if you were one of the lucky people to try the prompto virtual reality experience in Final Fantasy 15. Good news, it will not be released. <laughs> <laughs> so if you got to try it as a spotlight, you know, feature at some a couple of the conventions that it was at, that's it. It was just uh it was designed according according to the developer, the Prompto shooting game was actually a showcase back then. It was just to showcase the power of virtual reality, but we have this and this is this is this is the sentence I love. But we have Monster of the Deep. <laughs> this is the best part of the show. I'm so glad we didn't skip it. Can you imagine having a Prompto DLC and also having a Prompto VR? Right? Like, dog, you can't do that. We want to offer something very different for every single entry of Final Fantasy XV. Newsflash developer Square Enix. It's not Square. Mm. It's, um, what the hell is their name? Go ahead. I'll find it. I'll find it. Are you talking about the developer of... A Serious Gaming is the one who developed the VR experience for Prompto. But Square Enix is still It's still Square Enix, though. Like, they, they made that oh, Prompto yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. What I'm sitting here Sorry. telling them, I, what I'm trying to tell Square Enix right now is that nobody, nobody wants Monster of the Deep. <laughs> No one. <laughs> that is not true. No one wants it. Listen. I have the season I saw pass, my dad, and I don't want it for free. I saw my dad watching a fishing show on TV the other day. He doesn't want and it. And the first thing Turns I said was, what want the it. fuck are you doing? <laughs> the second thing I thought was, man, maybe he would like Monster in the no, Deep. And no. then I thought, man, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Monster in the Deep. No one wants it. And and as far as your statement, like, come on, we're already giving you Prompto DLC. Why, why would we want to give you Prompto VR? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because you probably should. You have a concept right there. If you're going to do individual DLCs, you could do individual VRs, and each character could have a VR experience. It's a little bit better than Monster in the Deep. Just saying. Just shooting from the hip there. In, Man. You know, Grim, some people live in places that aren't flush with water sources to go fishing. <laughs> Um, they they probably this isn't even real fish, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they need the VR experience. I can literally. We live in Michigan. You can walk two miles in any direction and end up in a body of water. So, but the people who live in Arizona, maybe they're really excited to play some fishing VR. Um, I checked with Arizona. No, they're not. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> Arizona, thank you for chiming in. Yep. Thank you. Oh my god. 
So yeah, the Prompto experience was originally slated to become available for free at an unspecified date following the main game's release. So that's even better is that they at one point said that they haven't have a release date, but now they're coming out and saying, oh, well, it was only a spotlight. It was just to show off the VR power. So they've completely changed their oh. mind and they just don't want to admit that they're like, um, well, what happened was is that it was only five minutes long at the show and turns out we can't make it any better, so we can't finish the project. I would have rather had a Prompto VR where you just followed the other three around and took fucking pictures of them fighting monsters than this stupid fishing VR. And I could go take pictures with my camera outside right now. The the worst part part of this is that the Prompto experience, if you look, if you you can watch it, you can watch a video of it, you know, and obviously it's not full VR because we don't have VR headsets on, but you can get the idea of what it looked like. It was, it was pretty. It actually looked good. You go look at Monster of the Deep, and it's like, <laughs> I think I just caught a turd. I'm not sure. It's just this lump of purple shit. I, it looks it looks like a Sega CD with like Game Gear duct taped to my face, and that's the VR that I'm using. It looks horrible, Man, I can't and that's wait. what you're leading with, your VR experience. I can't wait. Okay, I'm, I am, I'm done. I am fucking platinum to that bitch. Yeah. Didn't you sell your VR? No, I had yeah. my VR. Oh, stuff. you still have yours? Yeah. Just for this game. <laughs> Next story. Let's just let's just keep it on with the lawsuits. Okay. This, this is the opposite of the last one. This, no, this one is more. This one's more clear cut than I've ever seen. In my <laughs> yeah, life. Yeah, this, this is legit. Yeah, like, Nintendo should be shaking in their boots because the accessory company is suing them over the Switch design. That's right. Game Vice demanding a ban. Acclaimed, a acclaimed hardware developer, Game Vice. Game Vice. Everyone's heard of them, man. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> Game Vice demands a ban on all Switch sales. They want Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo to shut down. Halt. Halt your system completely <laughs> because you stole our design. Now, here it is. Nintendo is being sued by accessory company Game Vice over the Switch design. Reports uh, show that Game Vice filed a lawsuit against Nintendo because the design of its latest system is too similar to Game Vice's Android gaming tablet, the WikiPad. Now, we've all heard of the WikiPad. Yeah, I actually own three of them. Yeah, because the first two broke out of the box. Well, what else am I going to play Angry Birds on? (laughs) Right, yeah, you need joysticks for Angry Birds. So, anyways. Angry. (laughs) Game Android gaming tablet, the Wikipad, the accessory company believes Nintendo violated a patent and that the Switch's detachable Joy-Con controllers are too close to the game to what GameVice had in mind for its portable device. Now, mind you, what it had in mind, it doesn't actually exist in what its original concept was. Now it's just this U-shaped brick that a tablet slides into. Okay, it's not a Joy-Con that you can slide off and use as a controller or or as a as a katana. I'm not I'm not seeing the differences. It's uh, you're right. It's same. clear as day. So you <laughs> wait. This isn't a picture of the Switch. Yeah, you could check out. <laughs> 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 my, my bad. Give me a Switch sound. Yeah, Nintendo, you're in trouble. All right, but seriously, you can again right on right on our page where you download this episode. You can see the picture of the WikiPad, and you can see a picture of the Switch, and you can clearly tell. They are the same device. Yeah, but Game Vice, is, Game Vice is demanding Nintendo to stop selling the Switch, cover all the costs related to the lawsuit, and pay damages for infringing on the patent. 
Good luck. No, man, this is happening. What, I want Nintendo <laughs> to come back and counter Sue for like, well, uh, you know, you see a Super Nintendo controller has a directional pad <laughs> right. on the left and an ABXY button on the right. So clearly you're the one that's infringing. <laughs> I want to see a counter suit, a really petty one. This Okay, so where the other one was like, it, it was clear as day that Riot had, had just made this skin in the like, the, in the, the same. Man, think about it, though. The Switch looks exactly like No, that. it doesn't. <laughs> no, Man. it doesn't. I, yeah, it's confusing. I, it, I thought it was the Switch. I mean, if they wouldn't have had those two little buttons on top, I'd say, hey, we're good. So I so, <laughs> the, so, little, the little arrow button. So yeah. I researched into the wiki pad a little bit more because I was curious as to what this company was all about. And it you ordered one no. off eBay! <laughs> we're playing on the wiki pad next week for the GameZilla pre-show. It turns out that GameVice was actually going to release their own device. It was going to be their own like game mobile gaming console that was going to have it was going to have modular functionality. Yeah. Okay. And through delays and years of just issues, they never made it. And instead, they made the WikiPad, which is just this U-shaped device that, again, an Android tablet slides in and, and gives you, you know, joysticks and buttons. So I'm not sure if they're technically suing necessarily for what the WikiPad actually is today or the concept of what their dreams were that never Man. turned into anything. They but have, maybe they own a patent on something still that hasn't expired yet. They have the rights to their dreams. And it's, Nintendo it's true, Jazzy. It's the so Nintendo true. stole their dreams, <laughs> just like they did with me in Splatoon 2. Dear, dear Game Vice, this is this is not a battle you should have picked. Good like, luck. Like, the big N is not... Something that you mess with, and you really like. I imagine all their lawyers are samurai, like full armored samurai. Yeah. Like we will kill you. <laughs> yeah, the best part. The best part about this is that when uh, when so this so the article. There's a lot of articles about this, but we're, we're referencing the IGN article today, and they neither neither group would comment on it. Now I expect that from Nintendo. They don't need to tell us anything about this, right? But like Game Vice, you need all the traction and support that you could possibly get because everyone that's looking at these images and looking at you right now are like, are you fucking crazy? Like, like, yeah. are you desperate? Like, what is going on right now that you actually think that you stand a chance at all? Right now is the time that you should probably step up and be like, okay, um, Either that, or maybe they were praying to God that they would make this fuss, and Nintendo would just give them hush money. <laughs> like, like, just go away, Game Vice. Just go away. I feel like Nintendo gets sued for something like this every time every they time. launch a new system. Every it, time. It always Man, happens. Can you read what that app says underneath it? The bottom right app. Um, like P&M or something? Is, is it the PlayStation PlayStation app? should fucking sue them. Yeah, for having a square triangle. I mean, it is an Android tablet, which means you could download the PlayStation app and... Man, use it no, just like you no, do on your no. pixel. Look, does it look like there's a square and a triangle and an X on there? It looks like it, Jazzy. Oh, wait, there's an X highlight. Okay, next story. <laughs> All right. I think, guys, I think we should start patenting really dumb ideas of a video game company. <laughs> so, like, let's let's design a, a, a let's design a controller with a third joystick on it. Yeah. Just so if anyone ever tries to do that, payday. That's, there you go. Man, this is true. It's not a bad idea. You never know. <laughs> not a bad idea. Where do you think all the good ideas for this podcast come from? Uh, it's clearly Jazzy. Cap, level cap, man. Ouch. Ouch. He has all the abilities that we don't have. That's true. I'm not, I'm not the idea guy. I just run really fast. 
I mean, he even got Braden agreeing with him in the chat, but Braden's three beers in, so. <laughs> what is what? Just <laughs> like me. Thank you, Braden. Three oh, beers God. in at all times. I live my life three beers in. <laughs> What's he agreeing with him on? Me or Jazzy? No, Jazzy. Oh, jeez. That the Switch. It looks like the Switch. Oh, yeah. Oh, it is. You, you it, I want, mean, it's an exact replica. You don't want him agreeing with you on that because you yeah. don't believe it. All Man, right. Cable, just Photoshop this real quick and make one side of that blue and one side of that red. And then <laughs> he makes a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much the same. It's uncanny. It's I didn't realize things how were close. It, it looks it looks about as much like the Switch as I do Seth Rogen. It's, yeah. it's First of all, this isn't the Switch. It's better than the Switch. You want to know why? Because the right Joy-Con joystick does isn't directly above the fucking buttons. I hate that shit. Yeah, that's true. Like, I, if I saw someone with this in a park, I'd be like, whoa, cool switch. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, cool switch. <laughs> and after Splatoon 2, it's probably going to get as much playtime as my switch. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> 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 oh, if you're watching the Twitch stream right now, you're getting pure gold. <laughs> if I wasn't afraid of getting banned, I'd pop this shirt off and give you a show. Also, fun fact, if you aren't watching this, you're listening to it on iTunes, and you want to know why this is so funny, you can actually go to our Twitch channel and watch previously recorded shows. So you can you know, fast forward to this point in the show and actually see... Uh, exactly how much it looks like the Switch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what just happened. Uh, All right, next story is Dota Two playing role. Dota Two player playing against an AI at the uh, in- international championship that just happened. Yeah, twenty four million dollars. Just to let you know, and lost. Yeah, this is ridiculous. This is a super cool story. This is so. There's been some recent AI stories that have popped up that have been pretty creepy. And this one is just on that level. Like, example, Facebook shutting down their their AI program temporarily because two of the AIs actually formed their own language and were communicating to each other. Yeah. And we thought they, initially we thought they broke and were just blabbering. You're saying we like you're part of Facebook? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. We, uh, Grim, that's actually what Grim's been doing in his downtime. He now works for Facebook. We thought they broke, and what <laughs> happened was, <laughs> what happened was that they actually took English and they like fractured it all up to create gibberish, which is what what th- everyone thought was happening. And it turns out that they actually understood what they were saying to each other and were communicating. And that's when they were like, "Nope," and <laughs> shut the bitch down. They're like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, can't happen. You're done." The problem is you can't create two ever. You can't do two. <laughs> nope. You need to do this one at a time because. They were going to turn on you so yeah, fast. You exactly, can't have yeah. two AI of anything. Yeah. So moving into this story, so that happened previous to what happened here. They brought in a uh, a famous uh, a famous Dota two player, and they wanted to have it face off against this AI that is um, backed by the uh, Musk. What, what's his first name? Elon. 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 Musk. Eli, Elon. Elon. Yeah. yeah. The Tesla guy. Yeah, the Tesla guy. Tesla. Back, it's an AI company backed by him. And it kicked this player's ass to the point where he the 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 player actually had matches left and he actually uh, forfeited. He was just like, "No, I can't do it." Yeah. So, anyways, um, the player everyone knows him as uh, Dindy, uh, famous famous Dota two pro player, and he was going to face off in an open AI um, 
match, and they just did a 1v1. They were originally going to try to do like a team match, but they just 1v1. And basically, the uh, Dindy came out and said, hey, it's it was actually a lot of fun. It was challenging. And I do believe with, with, with me, if I was to practice more you know, on it, I could probably beat it. But the problem is, is that it let, like, the AI left no room for any slight mistake. And that was the problem, is that the human error of just slightly overclicking or slightly extended or whatever, it cost mm-hmm. them the game every time. And so it's pretty creepy. Like, we've seen robots face off in, you know, chess and, you know, and other things. But this is the first time where, like, a game, a, a game like a MOBA style, an AI was able to to defeat a human like this. Right. And the way they trained this AI was really interesting. They built two of them. They cloned them. And they faced them off against each other. And they started them at infancy. Just like, they had no idea how to even play the game. And through, through fumbling, the AI taught itself the rules the rule set of the game the concept of the game it actually learned the game like like you, if you were brand new to league or yep. something and that's this is what's so creepy about it cable get that away oh my <laughs> I'm, I'm over here distraught and you're pulling up skynet pictures with killer robots thing a thing that doesn't really get brought up here on the show is i have a slightly more than minor paranoia slash fear of robots um, I don't even care for animatronics at Disney World. They make me nervous. Um, my parents got me a Furby, and I buried it in the backyard. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't, I don't like robots. So, no more robots on the screen. It makes me uncomfortable. So, OpenAI said that one v one bot uh, was learned from playing uh, against itself in life t- in lifetimes worth of matches. Uh, in a promo video shown before the match, we see the bot besting some of the game's top players, including Evil Genius's cores, um, uh, the what, Artsy and Sumail. Okay, mm-hmm. in the live Shadow Fiend Mirror match against Dendi, the bot executed an impossibly perfect creep block, perfectly balanced creep aggro, and even recognized and canceled Dendi's healing items. The bot quickly bested Dendi in two matches, leading Dendi to say it's too strong. Footage of those matches can be found again right on our, our website uh, through or from the play, the podcast download. Um, Open AI says their next goal is to get the bot ready for the for the infinitely uh, for the five v five matches, noting yep. it might have something ready for next year. So being able for AI to fight an entire team, and that'll be That's, interesting. That'll be it'll be real interesting because when players play off of each other, yeah. and, and how how can an AI predict that, and how can it react to that, and and you know those those types of things. But it's super impressive that an AI is beating the pro players in the game 1v1. But if you really do break it down and think about it, especially in a MOBA, like 1v1, there's only so much you could do. Like pushing lane versus not pushing lane. And I mean, yeah, you have to be able to read the players and stuff like that. A lot of these MOBA based games are like when the players interact with each other to create an advantage. So if they can successfully create a five. Five bot AI that takes out a pro team. I will be super impressed. I mean, we've seen Riot's new super AI bots. Oh yeah, and they destroyed us. So I mean, this is on a whole nother level when it comes to AI, and it should be. It's very interesting. Um, it's slightly, slightly scary, absolutely. And 
you know, it, but it was uh, it was amusing because I think everybody came into it expecting the uh, expecting Dindy to uh, to like just to win. You know, he, he's like a he's a big YouTube fan uh, star. People love him. So like when you hit yeah. the stage, there was all these cheers. And then when he just got kind of just it'd be like me on that stage with Dota because I've never played Dota. And then I, it, that's what it looked like. I, I watched some of the footage. I was like, oh, man, it really it literally made him look. Like not a pro, like yeah. like an average player, and that's what's scary. And the cool thing about a lot of these videos is they faced them off against the pro players, but they also faced them off against like average players yeah. slash like the hosts of Dota tournament, like the yeah. announcers. Yeah, a lot of people and got an opportunity. To yeah, try the it out. D- the difference you could actually see. Okay, this isn't like staged or this isn't like yeah. whatever because the AI crushed. Yeah you know, your average players and the actual pro players stood a chance against it. So it's not like it's a different AI. Yeah, it was, it was cool though. Um, other, other Dota 2 news is as well is that we, uh, we found out about Artifact, uh, got announced at the same event and Artifact is an upcoming Dota 2 based card game, uh, online card game. So to probably compete with the likes of Hearthstone and, uh, you know, others, but you mean Yahoo, uh, Rummy? Mm -hmm. Yep. That's my game. <laughs> I'm all about that go fish <laughs> on Yahoo. Uh, next stories I have up here are just simply some. We, we got a lot of news about PAX because it's only PAX West. It's only a few weeks away, and um, along with the Paris um, Paris Games Week, which is a ever growing event right now, and PlayStation has announced that they will be there October 30th. At 5 p.m. their local time to announce, to make their big announcements is what they said. Now, Paris Games Week has become a, has become a spot for Sony to actually say some pretty big things that normally would be saved for E3 or, or Gamescom or something like that. And this is so, uh, in 2015, for example, Gran Turismo Sport got announced there. Uh, Detroit Become, Become Human actually got announced there first. And uh, <laughs> even the, the release date for No Man's Sky was released at Paris Games Week. So um, we're, we're looking at potentially some, some, big, some big news in October from Sony at the Paris Games Week. Man, but what do you think it is? I have no idea. Killzone. No, I'm just kidding. It's not. Last of Us release date. We still don't have that? Oh, oh, Last of Us 2 release date? Get out of here. You're, no way. There's no way we're even close for that. I got it. At Paris, in the same day, within the same hour... The Vita 2 gets announced, and Game Vice files a lawsuit. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> good call out. Uh, good job, Game Vice. You, you, you. They're, they're, all, they're always lurking with a lawsuit. Staying on top the of it. The fine folks at Game Vice. Right. I like to imagine their lawyer is like some like little guy whose like suit doesn't fit him. He's like, we're going to go get him, guys. Yeah, exactly. He's like, you know. Uh, in one of those like co-op like buildings where he's like sharing a desk with <laughs> yeah. like with like a hairdresser, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and a lawn gnome. Yeah. All right. Um, the next topic here, moving shifting over to PAX West, Nintendo has stepped in and has announced they are holding a special panel at PAX West 2017. This is uh, PAX West has been growing and becoming a very popular show. It's it's you know PAX East is huge and but PAX West is is just as big. Um, the, so the official PAX West website has announced that Nintendo will be holding a special panel at this year's event. Details are scarce regarding what will be discussed, but it is it is bound to be 
chock full of interesting content. PAX West will take place in Seattle, uh, September first through September first through the fourth, and Nintendo Panel will be happening on Saturday, which is the biggest day for the con. Yep. Like that's that's like prime time for PAX West. So. Um, Keep in mind when we say size two, that's like people going to packs. So East is the biggest show of people showing up. But you got to remember, like the industry's on the West Coast, a lot of it. So like your big boys are more likely going to show up at West because it's in their backyard. Yeah, no, I mean it's true, absolutely. And uh, like I said, West has been has been gaining more and more traction, and and because of it, I think some of these companies are bringing bigger announcements to it. And I, you know, like. Let's. Uh, we have no idea what's going to be there. We're actually going to be in Boston uh, when this happens, so we will. Um, we'll be we'll be covering it, but but we'll also be at the North American Championship for League of Legends. So it, it's it's tough. We're going to be trying to focus on that and also trying to enjoy some some top notch league. But the uh, well, let's go around the room and think if they're going to announce something here. What is it going to be? And obviously, everyone wants to jump at virtual council, but they need to. I don't even think they need to announce it. They need to say something about virtual. Well, hundred percent, they do. I think this is going to be an announcement to hopefully start to steer correctly Nintendo Online. And with that, as far as people being like, yeah, 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 you, you guys, your shit's a mess. They're, so they're going to sit there, going to try to like, you know, do some damage control, and then they're going to go and say. Oh, and, v- and VC's coming, or here and and here's here's you know VC this holiday or or early or quarter one quarter two next year. Like I don't think it's going to be anything like you're getting VC. You know, October twenty eighth. Like it's not going to happen. Sorry, sorry over there, man. But that's my birthday. I know, but I I do think that if they're smart, it's got to be something about about that situation, which was what we talked about a lot on our latest Alpha show, but. If not, then I think it's a new game. I think maybe Smash makes an appearance. Man, with the way they've been uh, just really lighting me up here, they need to say something about Virtual Console. They need to say something about online. But what they're probably going to announce is that they're creating a bright orange Joy-Con. What did you throw? Is that a mouse pad? It was a mouse pad, yeah. Yeah, it was really loud. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed that. Okay. For um, those of you who don't know why I did it, it's because Metroid Federation Forces ended up on the screen, <laughs> and the only person that could do that is Cable, so he gets a mouse pad thrown at him. Much respect, Cable. Much respect. There's a Dota 2 mouse pad, so. Jesse, why a bright orange Joey Con? Was there a reason behind because that? Because they want to disappoint me with their announcements. That's why. Hmm. I mean, I would like a bright orange. I mean, speaking, speaking of Joy Cons, did you see what they did announce just recently? They announced that in Japan only so far. They've launched a new website where you can customize your Switch from Nintendo, and then it ships out to you. So you can customize which color Joy-Cons you want on it, and then it ships to you. Wait, you could do that when you bought it at launch in Japan? Not uh, according to this new website. Well, initially, the first launch of like Nintendo Direct Sales Switches in Japan, you could choose the ch- the color of your Joy-Cons. I'm decently confident. Yeah, in but that. the Joy-Cons were gray, red, and blue. This yeah. is this is green, yellow, um, and and some other colors that we don't have. Oh, yet. okay. So they've added some along with matching along with the matching um, straps that go on the Joy-Cons when you take them off. Mm. Yeah. So you know, again, you can't customize like your Switch unit itself it's still standard like where if you went to like uh, colorway or whatever you could 
customize the whole thing. Yep. But so you just think they're going to give you a Joy-Con color? I probably they need to every do every Joy-Con. Be something. I'm just saying every Joy-Con color that's come out so far has been in connection with a game announcement. Arms got yellow, pink and green got Splatoon. There's not there's nothing that's been pushed as far as a new color Joy-Con that wasn't tied to a game. So what game could be orange? Smash. And that's a good call. Why orange Smash? Smash has like a burnt orange, like their 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 logo, their that Smash logo. A lot of times I see it in it's like, like a, a blue and bo- blue and orange fade, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I also also could see like I mean a white Joy-Con would be a horrible idea, but like blue white is it reminds me a lot of Smash too. But but I mean, I don't know. I I think we're gonna see Smash or or something. I think it needs to happen for them to keep their current uh, eSport alive since uh, Splatoon's looking so good right now. <laughs> Man, pro. I'm going pro <laughs> Splatoon 2. Well, well he plays solo, so he does, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Damn right. So. He does play a lot of solo uh, Splatoon 2 as well. Yeah. Because yeah. he I'm, can't play with his friends. Yeah. So I think you guys have expectations that are too high. And I think... Uh, I think it's going to be comprehensive coverage of Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon or whatever the new uh, Pokemon games that are dropping in November. I think you're going to get some comprehensive coverage of what's going to be in those games. Jazzy, if that hits the soundboard in any way, I'm going to castrate you. It's more of an idle threat. It's I know I'm going to throw this. It's going to hit his little vest in a weird way. He's going to like electrocute the whole yeah, room. Yeah, you guys better stop throwing stuff during the podcast. Throwing things is Grimm's gimmick. You can't be stealing that. <laughs> gimmick infringement. Gimmick yeah. infringement. I love yeah. it. So, okay. It's like a grimmick. Being that both of you just ignored what I was talking about, Grimm, let's just move on to the next thing. I heard what you said, that our expectations are too high. Yeah, so they're going to so talk about to Pokemon. They're like probably some gonna, they're probably gonna high have some, pedestals and <laughs> level caps. They're probably going to have some pay, failed Pokemon Go event that Niantic's going to put on the week of PAX there. Man, um, Mewtwo's coming, man. Mewtwo's coming to Pokemon Go, and well, people, guess people, what? <laughs> people. It's going to be. Mewtwo no. was in Pokemon Red and Blue 20 years ago. Yeah, but so you I know what? This time they did a stadium event, and it worked. Yeah, I don't Kind care. of. I, we, what, people I, caught Mewtwo. That's all I'm talking about for that. Next story uh, is still PAX 2017, and it's some big news. Destiny 2 director Luke Smith is going to deliver the opening keynote for PAX, and then it's going to follow Gearbox. This is the first time we've heard the word Gearbox in a while. Yeah, like but they're we, showing off their new game that's not Borderlands. You shut your goddamn That's mouth. what they're doing. Shh. You know that's true. Shh. You know they're showing off their new like 1v1 game. Probably, but anyways. Man, they're showing more off like, Battleborn 2. It's more likely that Gearbox <laughs> will say something about Borderlands 3 than Nintendo will say anything relevant. I don't... I, we'll see. Ooh, ooh, that's interesting. Um, I don't think that's true. Bet $5. <laughs> Bet $5. No, Jazzy already owes me $5 because he didn't go he to the wrestling show. He declined the shit out You told me if I reminded you to pay On me $5. On the day of. No, you said the day after. You said, the, so we agreed the day after, which was the 7th, which was last week, and during the post show, I sent you that notification. Boom, roasted. All right, I owe you five dollars. And so, send him the error request again. So, but but let's that's that's my Sonic money. Spoiler alert. Um, I need Sonic money. Um, <laughs> like the but, fast food chain, or do, uh, <laughs> we'll get to that later. 
<laughs> so let's let's bet let's bet something. I don't think they'll talk about Borderlands at all, and I think Nintendo will say something more relevant. Ooh, is this oh, so, okay? This what are we like, betting? It's like a hybrid version of Fight Fight Club, right? Yeah, here. yeah. So we have to yeah. know what something. So I think I think Nintendo is more likely to say something relevant than gearboxes to talk about. Borderlands yeah, we got 3. that. Now, what's the what's the stipulation? Well, here? we could do a, a simple five dollar wager. We could do a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> we both have one. I mean, so, uh, we might as well because we're gonna have to give it back anyway. <laughs> so okay, so we could do some sort of wager that may be humiliating for a stream. Well, I already know what Jazzy needs to do. Cable, I have another mouse pad. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, what we could do for Jazzy because he has such a hard time with it is that if he loses, Nintendo wins. Because I'm assuming you're taking Nintendo's side. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Nintendo is more like. Then Jazzy more. actually has to play with his team and friends. He actually actually he can't and he oh, can't play solo. Okay. He okay. has to delete his Nightcrawler character and start over. <laughs> delete his Nightcrawler is pretty harsh. I I let this go on way too long because I don't agree <laughs> at all with my my statement. Yeah, well, you, um, there's you no it. Borderlands Three going to be sitting. But you said, but you went with it. It's yep. too late, man. I didn't there's agree no to anything. There's no takesy backsies. <laughs> Listen here. <laughs> Topic number nine. Oh, five dollar bet. Five dollar bet. Okay, gentlemen's gentlemen's five dollar bet. Five dollar bet is maybe he'll adequate. actually or, pay up on this one. Yeah, or or dinner before the show half, or something like half that. Half a Sonic yeah, Mania is paid okay. for him at this point. Okay, yeah, loser I'll buy. Loser I'll buy Sonic. Dinner. There we go. We can go to go to Westland. All right. So, anyways, we we'll see what we'll see what happens. But the the open keynote by Luke Smith is going to be is going to be interesting. Destiny two at that point will be just days away from release. So, uh, let's see what they have to say. So. Uh, and then, of course, the the last topic I want to go over with Destiny being uh, being a big piece here and not that far away for console release, Destiny 2 campaign will be more substantial in length, plenty to get stuck into on release. Bungie has revealed that Destiny 2 will feature over 80 missions and PvE activities, each offering their own unique challenges and rewards. All this has been reported from the Edge magazine and um, Destiny 2's story con- content will be far more substantial than the original, with a far lengthier campaign. Optional content such as strikes, adventures, and flashpoints, and world quests will also serve to better flesh out the campaign experience. Uh, the big thing to say here, before we get into our concerns, because I know there's a lot of, lot of thought here of, about empty promises and and past games that have caught that have put big numbers in front of us at one point in destiny 2's development bungie released that it had actually created too much story content as testers were taking roughly 55 hours to complete the campaign and still had a ton of optional content to get through bungie has since tweaked the game to make it more of a drip feed experience sorry what are you playing future wars over there or whatever Shit. My mom's been texting me. Cable's also bored over there about talking about Destiny. My mom's texting me. Sorry. Mom. Likely Mom. Story. Right. We know. We know. Discussing actually- with his other X-Men 
buddies yeah. about his LARPing later. He's where making he is sure the pencil he was ring. making sure his pencils Welcome were to delivered from Amazon <laughs> tonight. <laughs> hey, hey, mom, did my pencils, did my pencils, get pencils here? come? Can you can you sharpen them for me, please? <laughs> you sharpen them best. Sharpen them like I you just used can't, to. <laughs> I just can't get them like you do. I'm uh, <laughs> I did some things today. I'm, I deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Anyways, um, they wanted they wanted they they made the adjustments to make it more of a drip feed experience with content being fed in gradually to emphasize player progression. So uh, the only other thing that got announced from this was that time limits are being introduced into nightfall strikes. These time constraints vary de- uh, depend on, on the strike, and with some examples being 30 minutes, meaning that planning an effective strategy before taking on these high-level challenges will be crucial to completion. So they are making strikes stressful, <laughs> which is fine. But I mean, you better give me some better loot than... What I normally get for doing a time one. Is there any loot that's good enough for yeah. you, though? Just get a chest full of glimmer. <laughs> yeah, chest full of number two pencils. Anyways, there's there's three there was three other details that got announced. One that I think, uh, yeah, ching ching. <laughs> That's why you should wear headphones. Yeah, cable doesn't have headphones on, so I have to sing it sometimes. Uh, anyways, there is something that'll make a lot of the people in this room, minus Dead Eye to myself, happy, and that is that the Hunter class is receiving a big adjustment. Although no information has been released on the matter, they're taking it and putting it in the toilet where it belongs. Yeah, they actually are just removing it from the game because they realize hunters are trash. But. Um, it is there. They didn't explain what was changing, but the reviewers were satisfied with how the class is shaping up. Uh, it turns out that the council beta didn't contain the full implementation of how energy weapons would work against AI opponents with elemental shields. In the final version of Destiny 2, with these shields are depleted, they explode and nuke any enemies that happen to be nearby. So, that was an effect we didn't see. That you know, it's cool. Supers and grenades will will also recharge faster than the beta and will be thank god (laughs) yes exactly oh my goodness that was the worst part (laughs) of the beta is everything the recharge and everything is terrible and we'll be encouraged to charge them faster through aggressive play the example given was a warlock exotic chess piece that allows you to hover in the air for an extended period of time with any kills while airborne rapidly recharging your grenade meter so those were some of the other changes that, that they wanted to mark now let's get back to the campaign though 80 missions and PVE activities. Now they say 80 missions and PVE activities. So 55 hours is what they were putting into it before they made these adjustments. I'm still skeptical. I'm still very skeptical. I'm wondering, you know, is 80 missions a true number for main campaign or is that including side stuff you know and i don't and i know like strikes adventures and flashpoints are are hopefully they're considering those separate but like there's still some there's still the difference of like a main story arc and sub story arcs right and that's what and that's where i'm getting at like horizon zero dawn did a great job with a main story arc but the thing was is that when you did some of these side story arcs they were good enough they were strong that you actually wanted to go do them even though maybe when they were done what you got out of it either equipment or experience wise wasn't really worth it but the story was good enough 
that you were satisfied. And that is where I'm at, that people are like, this news came out and everyone was like, praise Bungie. Everything's everything's great and don't worry. Um, Bungie's got this. They're giving us a ton of a ton of content and we're, we're safe. It's like, yeah, um, you know, no Man's Sky promised us a, con- a ton of content and all sorts of things that we could do, and we couldn't, and, and it wasn't there. Bungie during Destiny One told us all this stuff; it wasn't there. So I'm still reserving the right to be skeptical. I'm not bashing Destiny Two at all. I have I have the deluxe edition pre-ordered, you know, with my Cabal box and everything waiting for me at GameStop, but. Uh, I'm not going to take this news that they decided to uh, spit out a few weeks before the game comes out and be like, oh, yeah, Destiny 2 is going to be the best game ever. Like, I just can't do it. I've been burned too many times. I've been wronged by Bungie, and they're going to have to prove to me with a controller in my hand that this is indeed what we've all been waiting for since day one, really. My concern that I expressed while we were just kind of hanging, eating our dinner before we recorded our show and before we went live is in playing the first Destiny, regardless of what DLC pack you're playing, what planet you're on, every single mission goes like this. Start at point A, get to point E, get to point B, kill something, go to the next mission. Almost every single mission is literally that simple where... In the first game, they did so little to advance the story. It was like everything felt the same, just in a different environment with different enemies. And the diversity wasn't there. If you're going to put 80 plus missions in a game, I want things that are fun and unique to play. And again, I hold a lot of games, and I think it's actually fair with Destiny to do it, to the standards of Borderlands. Borderlands has a ton of side missions that were uniquely fun and gave you different things to do that were interesting within the confines of the universe. And if you could get anything like that, where these little missions introduce maybe different characters that you're going to do things for, um, if that was able to be done within the Destiny universe, it would make all of those missions not seem like a grind. If every single mission is go from point A to point B and kill stuff along the way and then get your loot and go to the next mission, then it's going to make this great game seem like a really big grind again. Uh, and and not an enjoyable grind. Yeah. You know, like even Destiny 1 where, where we didn't enjoy all the content, it we still enjoyed... The, the grind was like... And again, not early game, but like let's say Taking King on. It was a lot of fun to go try to get... Like I would go collect 5 to 10 certain you know guns out of iron banner or out of or out of uh, strikes or something to try to get the best roll and and it it was fun enough that I would do that now you've taken the roll aspect out of it so so I'm grinding for a specific gun that's going to have the same roll what is going to make me go play that same strike over and over again what is going to make me go you know like Iron Banner comes around five times, let's say, and it cycles to that point where they're back to the same, the first set of Iron Banner gear, but I have it all. There's no different rule on it. So what is going to make me grind again? What's, what is it? You think they're going to eventually, like, like when that happens, they're going to change the role? Either they change the role or they, they are creating that much new gear that you don't get the repeat gear, but I find that to be almost impossible. Right, yeah. So what was the the key word that you're iffy about? They say missions and what? 
Uh, they reference, they reference, you know, they say AD missions and PVE activities. PVE activities, okay. Yeah. Zilla activities. And the PVE so. activities are strikes, adventures, flashpoints. I get that. The AD missions in its, in its core, though, is what I'm concerned about because yeah. that is, that's the meat and potatoes that's going to hold us until DLC in December. Yeah. So I looked up the stats to Destiny 1. And it's worded very similarly, where they say <laughs> that it will release, will have 32 story missions and 23 strike missions, which is a total of 55, and then a number of other activities, which will bring a grand total to 148. So they don't really say what the other activities are in this, but I feel like it's kind of the same wording as the other one. Like, hey, you're going to get submissions and other PVE activities. So out of those 88, how many are going to be actual, like, story missions versus strike missions versus... Patrols. Patrol, yeah, like all this other stuff they're doing. And then at the end of the day, like, I played through all of Destiny 1 and enjoyed it for what it was. But they need to keep me with a story, and if the story's awful, I don't care how many missions they have. I mean that—that's true. The, the content has to be good too. Right. Now, given I like the world of Destiny, I like the the different planets, I like the different factions and and everything. But so with the new writers and the new co- people they brought in board, I feel confident that they can tell me a story. Because let's be honest, when you ran Destiny Vanilla. And you were going after the darkness. You were intrigued until it got to the end, and then it was just like the darkness is gone. You never the traveler. You know nothing about, and the stranger, she's gone too. It was just kind of it was kind of like, um. So this built up to nothing is basically what it did. And you know where the Taken King was better, and actually it had a story, and you, and you had this like evil boss that you were trying to get to and kill, and. You know, even even um, dark, uh, deep, dark below was was something that had a little more structure to it. But I feel like with all of Bioware people that they've brought in and all these all these storytellers, I'm hoping this will be better. And and they've at least come out and said we have no idea what the darkness was. We still don't. So we went away from that. We're going in a different direction. And that's tough. It's painful because you're also hoping. You know, the Traveler's being taken again. You still, to this day, three years later, you have no idea what the Traveler even is. You have no concept of what it is besides a big... I know, I thought he was a ship. Like, is someone inside the ship, the Traveler? Who knows? (laughs) We've never been inside the ship. We know it gives life to the ghosts, and we know it also gave life back to us, right? Like, through the ghost. But the problem is, is that it's being captured for a reason. So you pray to God that through this story, you're going to learn about the Traveler a little bit more because that was the whole thing you were protecting, and now you lost it. Yeah. The We've protected th- this thing for three fucking years, and we don't know what it is besides a big ball in the sky. Man, the only thing we do know via process of elimination is what the darkness is. I knew what a Halo ring was at the end of Halo 1. It was a badass motherfucking machine that I didn't want anyone to have. At the end of the first one. Now, mind you, Halo rings have been a, a topic of the arc of Halo to this last game. But at least I knew what it was. I had, a, I had some form of concept. So, I, yeah, I just, like you said, content's got to be good. And it's got to solve some of the huge question marks that we had in the first game. 
Because we played Destiny 1 for three years, not because we were intrigued by anything story-based, but just because we enjoyed a multiplayer, fun PvE, PvP game. That's all it was. We liked picking up guns and shooting each other. And it worked well, and it was sci-fi instead of Call of Duty. That was it. I like a warlock better than I like a, you know, a World War II army man. Like, that's it. So if you can build better than that, I hope you can, because that's not a whole lot that you are bringing over because you left everything else you left behind and you didn't let us bring anything. The story is broken and you admitted it. And you're basically try- Destiny 2 is trying to be a fresh start. It's not really a sequel. It's a, a, a relaunch, in my opinion. Yeah, like, there's nothing we could do except for get this game in my hands, and I'll play it for another three years, or I'll play it for three days. That's the bottom line. I actually was about to cancel my whole pre-order and just get Call of Duty and Battlefield. Not Battlefield, but Battlefront. Just the Battlefront, I get it. The, the Call of Duty, I, I don't know. I haven't really like understand what you're doing. Call of Duty. I know you do. You play it for, like, a month, and then it collects dust. That's because no one else plays it, and I want to play with my friends. Yeah. Exactly. So buy Destiny if you <laughs> want to play with friends. The only reason or I Battlefront. bought it. Or Battlefront. I just didn't want to get left behind. Yeah. I understand what you mean by your friends, though. Yeah. We don't we don't like to go up on pedestals and level cap without you. Mm, true. But you did abandon us in Destiny 1, so you also have uh, you also are questionable when it comes to character. Y'all left me for League of Legends when I was on the grind for the Jade Rabbit. <laughs> Bullshit. Yes, y'all did. Bullshit. I played Destiny every single day for that grind for the J-Rabbit. This is horse shit right here. I don't... I, I, Jazzy? I play video games. I enjoy them. <laughs> Why everybody seems to be a victim around here, I don't know. You make us all victims, you son of a bitch. Because I play video games. No, because you're a terrible Welcome teammate. Welcome to the world of video games. Terrible teammate. I'm going to make a t-shirt that says Game Vice on it. Why? Be careful, because I'm just gonna. They'll sue you. That lawyer is literally listening to this podcast because he was like, he's like, oh man, these guys really got my number. Then you said that, and he's like drafting up a paper right yep. now. He's like, got gotcha, you, bitches. Yep. I listen to Game Dilla every week. You're gonna get sued. Jazzy. I don't believe we are here at Game Vice actually have a concept for T-shirts. Listen, Game Vice. <laughs> listen from me to you. Watch yourself because you could end up. In snake court. And this and is a real me, court. Trust me, it's not a court you can this win. This isn't in. no United States court. This is this is real life. This trust is. me, I've lost three times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trust me, Game Vice. It's not gonna happen here in Snake Court. Watch your ass. Don't bring a case in front of me. I'll bring justice down on you. All right. Video game justice. <laughs> it sounded like you said wash your ass. <laughs> wash your ass. Wash your ass. Get a bidet and wash your ass. Okay? Shake, this your, is, shake yourself. This is snake court. Get a bidet. All right, listen. With the, with this court music going on right now, I'm going to go around the room and then we're going to wrap this up. With the court music going on, does this news of 80 missions and a longer campaign actually give you some hype for this pre-order? Or are we still laying flat until September 6th for everything to prove us wrong? Deadite. Uh, it does give me some hope because my legitimate concern about this game was we're going to burn through it in three days. Ju- like, I guess I still have a bad taste in my mouth from Rise of Iron where I dropped $30 and got six missions. And I was pissed. So this gives me a little bit of hope that my $60 is at least going to give me a month of content, you know? Jazzy yep. Fiddle. It's the best news that I have gotten from Destiny 2 since they announced that there's Destiny 2. That's good. Cable 2KX. <laughs> um, 
it's, I'm hoping it's a good story. So I'm gonna get it and play it, and then move on to Call of Duty. That doesn't answer anything. Of th- I just does this story, does this information that just came out make you more or less oh. or equal of where you were with the hype for this game? I have no hype or anticipation for this game. Isn't that weird though? Yeah. Okay. No. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it is. Yeah, you have more hype for Call of Duty, for God's sakes. Hey, I haven't played a boost on the ground Call of Duty in a long time. Yeah, well, guess what? You're gonna be disappointed. Anyways, <laughs> I think uh, this gave me this gave me a little bit. Uh, like, I'm a little more excited for September 6. Like now, I'm now I'm in that gear. I'm in that mode where I'm like, okay, I'm kind of wondering what we're gonna like. I'm wondering what we're gonna get now. Before I like had no clue. Before I was like, well. Based off the beta and based off everything that we've seen at like E3 and everything, I kind of I'm like everything I saw was okay. Was like I could still be a warlock, I guess. Like I don't know, but at least this was something where I'm like, all right, I can sink. Like this is this is like information that I can sink my teeth into and actually like feel a little more confident about what might be coming up here in September. We'll see. But let us know. Join the conversation on Discord. Use uh, how, cable. How do they do it again? I forgot. It's super complicated, right? No, it's very simple. It's just exclamation point Discord in the chat. Really? That's it? That's hmm. it. Strange. Or go right over to MotorCityGaming.com. It's a website. It's a website. A brand, a brand new website. Brand, brand new shiny one. And uh, right on the homepage, you'll find a button that says Join the MCG Discord. It's free. Chat with people around the world about video games every day on the MCG discord and that's where we'll keep the uh destiny talk going along with anything else we want to discuss but uh, i don't have anything else Any, anything that you, know, you guys want to plug talk about other podcasts maybe i don't know i mean really you only need to listen to us i guess well before we do that are we gonna rock a quick muster bust oh we do have a muster bust must or bust cable do not ever whisper during the great sound effects i've created what were you tell, what were you muttering to yourself what what in the world were you talking i don't have a visual for must or you know bust. what it was were you just sitting here like yeah. like call of duty no so no 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 it was like oh, i can't wait for my pencils i need my pencils <laughs> give me my pencils Anyway, <laughs> Muster Bust, out this week, we got some games that you are either going to want to pick up or head out and leave them behind. Sonic Mania is leading the ship August 15th, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. No, sorry, PC. You have to wait till August 29th because they delayed PC like as of a few days ago. Um, PC wasn't living up to the high standards that Sega was putting on the game, and it needs a little more work, so you'll be getting it August 29th. Everybody else gets to pick this up Tuesday. Uh, It's a must. It's an absolute must. We played this at PAX East. If you love 2D Sonic, if you've left the 3D, you know, you never even played Sonic in 3D because it was trash, get ready because this is old-school Sonic with some new levels, some old levels. It's a blast. Must. Anybody else? It's a definite must and something that uh, it came out uh, recently that this game's primary uh, developers, the people that actually worked on the game, were the top of the Sonic fan modding community. So Sega actually pulled fans that had been making their own Sonic content and said, great, we see your passion for this game. 
do what you must to give the fans the Sonic game they deserve. And that's one reason. It's it's the industry doing the right thing by the fans. No, so what you mean is that they shut it down, right? No, 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 no. They didn't do it Nintendo style. Yeah, they big-aimed it. Yeah, no, see, since, since Sonic was so far in its grave, like literally Sonic was dead to any adult. I can't fathom what you're saying to me. Completely dead. And they're like, listen, grave robbers who've been digging and stealing from us, why don't we pay you to resurrect Sonic and make it great again. Make Sonic great again. Huh, interesting. It's it could a, be huge. It's an interesting strategy. I, I really don't get it. Like, why don't you just block everything? You know, you know, that's, that's nothing can be made. Uh, that's actually a really fair subject as well. But again, from the grave, they decide to let these people take it back. <laughs> I'm super pumped for Sonic Mania. Jazzy, is it multiplayer? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Bust. And Tails is in it. Bust. Miles proud because I am a I'm flying solo. Yeah, we we already know cable. I'm getting it. I'm actually getting it for the switch. Sweet. Oh, for the switch. I got my collector's edition coming, so I'm excited to get my my statue that has a the the power switch when you flip it on. It says Sega. That's right. I'm super pumped. I'm gonna need a lot of double A batteries. That's all I know. Can you bring that into work and just be... <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, the statue absolutely. is super sweet. Yeah, really cool. Sonic standing on the Sega Genesis. Can't go wrong. Next game is Matterfall. And then a lot of people haven't heard about this game, but it's by Housemark, the creator of Resogun and Nex Machina, one of my favorite indie companies. And how and Matterfall is a 2D running shooter. You're playing as this, this, this guy in a cybernetic suit, and it looks... Basically similar to you know Resogun and all these other games, but it uh, it's just fast-paced, fun, cyber-futuristic-looking shooter. It looks phenomenal. Housemark has, as far as I'm concerned, never made anything bad. I'm super pumped for this, and it's for the PS4, August fifteenth. It's a must for me. I'm a Housemark fan, and it'll be I'll own it for sure. So. I'm looking at that screenshots. Oh, Cable has uh, the trailer pulled up here. Yep. It, it actually looks super cool. Yeah. So um, this one looks like it's action packed and a fun running gun. Yeah. Plus, you know, I mean, again, Housemark, like they just they haven't made a bad game. It's, all their stuff is so much fun and so fast action, high pa- fast pace, just great. Uh, anybody else? Anybody disagree with us, Jazzy? No, it looks interesting. Cool. Yeah, I definitely want to get it now. Yeah. I actually hadn't even heard of it until today. I was like, wait a minute. They just made Next Machina. How are they making another right. game? And they must have been developing it in, in you know next to each other. Uh, following game is Agents of Mayhem. That's another August fifteenth for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC by uh, uh, the the developers of Saints Row. So this is the new game that is heroes versus villains in an open world, you know, kind of um, Borderland stylish. Where, but it's but it's the over-the-top comedy that, that we've gotten so used to with Saints Row where, you know, some of these characters, like one character is a is an action hero, like actor, and, you know, but before he was an actor, he was like a like a adult porn star and, like, actually has, like, there's images of him, like, all tied up with, like, money in his mouth and stuff like that. So, again, just not safe for work, but probably very entertaining. Isn't that what Jazzy did before he worked at Motor City Gaming? He still does it. But anyways, Sidekick, don't tell <laughs> Agents of Mayhem is coming out uh, this week as well. It looks like a lot of fun, and it'll be a great cooperative game. 
I hate you guys. So but if much. you're not, if you're, if you like to stand on that pedestal as the top level cap that no one will play with, then you can play Observer, the next game that I'm going to talk about, which another game that flew under the radar, coming out August 15th, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. It is a cyberpunk horror survival. A digital plague has taken over Poland in 2084, and you as a detective have to go mind hack into these individuals, villains, and try to discover the, the cure and cause and all this stuff through horrible memory that you're reliving in these, these you know, evil people's minds all in this cyberpunk futuristic world. It looks really cool. Um, Give it to me. Yeah. And, and again, it's a one-player, so you're set, Jesse. Yeah. Cyberpunk, horror survival, solo player, I'm Polish, futuristic, <laughs> done. Game of the year. Is there a giant robot tran- uh, Tyrannosaurus? If so, then game of the year for sure. For sure. Anyways. I'm uh, not going to lie to you guys. I blinked out for the last like two minutes thinking about Sonic Mania. <laughs> <laughs> like, I missed the end. I have no idea what game we're talking about now because I was literally oh, just staring at Still Sonic Mania. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, cool. we're talking about Observer. Cool. Blanked out. Uh, on it. <laughs> and then, and so it's it's again. These are all this week. It's it's a must. I, I don't have anything that's a bust other than this you last broke. Yeah, other than this last game that uh, is questionable, but it looks interesting, and that is Nidhogg Two coming out August fifteenth for the PS4 and PC. This is a interesting game. That's uh, the sequel to Nidhogg, which was a very simplistic two D. I kind of call it like a fencing game. You fought this other character, you tried to defeat it, and then you would run run across the level to the next character where you would then have to, to battle. And it's, so it's kind of platforming, but it's also kind of like a fighter. But this new game, they like did a huge graphic bump, and it's all like grotesque and weird. You're like this kind of like toxic crusader looking bubbly dude and you're fighting and like it's brutal. Like you'll beat this guy and then you'll like bash his face in with your foot and then you'll run and this giant like worm will eat you. It it looks insane. It looks like a lot of fun but it's also that game that I I don't think it's really there for everyone because it does seem more like a 2D Dark Souls difficulty um, as far as far as the battling, it's not just a a button masher like we were playing in the pre pre show here. It does look like a little bit more of a strategy two D you know platformer. But yeah, that comes out August fifteenth, and that's a maybe for me. I, I've I've watched the trailer. That's probably the only one that I'm question questionable on, but it could be fun. And uh, that's our muster bus for this week. I, I don't have anything else. So Sonic Mania obviously leading the way. But Matterfall looks great. Agents of Mayhem looks like a lot of fun. And uh, Observer looks very interesting. So a good week for games. The whole squad is watching the trailer to Nidhogg, and I think they're all questioning what the hell they're even watching. But they're silent and just amazement. I'm questioning in the the fact that he has, like, this... The worm just came in and ate him, and that's why he stopped talking. (laughs) I told you, it's just crazy. That's weird. I just don't get how he's he's clearly got this fencing sword, right? And the whole first, like, two screens, he didn't swing it at all. He just jumped over people. Hey, man, I don't know. And then that worm, what's going on with that? I know, right? I like the worm. (laughs) Man, the worm... (laughs) <laughs> All right, well, that's our muster bus. So. This is a must. <laughs> <laughs> Next week's pre-show, we're yep, playing Maybe this we game. will. Maybe we will. I thought about picking it up. So. Look at that dude's fro. Yeah, it's a. It's, it's a, got like a curly cue. Like cr- yeah. Man. All right, well, let's let's move on. 
Um, you can always keep the conversations going on these games. If you plan on picking any of them up and playing them, you can join the Discord and find other people to play with you, except for Jazzy, because he doesn't like to play with people. Yeah, and, I'll talk uh, to you about yeah, it. But he might talk to you, too, though. Yeah, he might talk day. to you. So, yeah. But we want to thank our sponsor, the Detroit Beard Collective, once again for sponsoring this episode of the Gamezilla Podcast. Remember to use the code MCGAMING to save 20% on all your beard grooming orders over $25. You're still, you're still on Sonic Mania. <laughs> if retro, I just hope it hits midnight. That's what right. I'm hoping for. That's me too. Yeah, but. If retro gaming is your thing, then listen to the Legend of Retro podcast every Thursday in all those same great places that you listen to. My beautiful voice. iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, Google Play, everywhere else, and MotorCityGaming.com. Their last episode was about Panch Out. It was. Mac Tash's Punch Out. Yep, Punch Out. In case you can't understand my friend's uh, accent. Mac Tash's Punch Out. Yep, Punch Out. (laughs) (laughs) Punch Out. And then, of course, if you want to get into the specific topic, like our last episode of Alpha, which was what the fuck Nintendo, basically. (laughs) Um, Go ahead. Give give the details, Jazzy. Fuck you, Nintendo. Right, but the details about Alpha. Oh, (laughs) Yes, Alpha. <laughs> That's a show we do. Games Alpha. It's a podcast. <laughs> it's a podcast. Yeah, that is a podcast that releases every... It's a focus show, and it releases every Sunday. But if you want early access, you can get it as early as Thursday night if you become a patron on patreon.com slash Podcast. Absolutely. Another fun fact about Patreon is if you are in Patreon and you you are contributing to our show, you have an opportunity to play Final Fantasy Football with the Motor City Gaming crew. Um, We're still ironing out the details, but we're polling interest for those that are among our Patreon community. So get in our Patreon VIP room in the Discord and chime in like, hey guys, I'm totally in for Final Fantasy Football. Um, It is sort of first come, first serve, and it is based on, you know, the the more you contribute, the uh, higher priority you get in joining this fantasy football league. We'll have some fun prizes, some some good times, and it's going to be fun. And we're probably only a couple weeks away from doing this draft. So Final Fantasy Football, one of the many perks that is available for you, patreon.com slash GameZilla podcast. With that being said, we have an email that says football season has begun. The time of the year always brings back this time of the year always brings back some great memories and some bad ones. So this has me thinking, what is the worst sports game that you guys have ever played? For me, it was a tie between the Legends of Wrestling for the PS2 and Dan Marino's Quarterback Challenge by Tiger Electra- <laughs> Electrics. And who is your favorite football player? Fan of the show, Ray Finkel laces out. Hashtag Marino sucks. Hmm, my worst sports game. I've played a lot of them. Probably Brink. <laughs> we all know I got you guys beat on the worst sports game because we all know the depth. It's Disc Jam, baby! Yeah. Oh, no, Disc Jam. I'll vote that. Is that a sports game? Yeah, it's a sports game. That's awful. One, you haven't played it. I don't know what you're talking about. Two, you're a son of a bitch. <laughs> Disc Jam is great. All right, you start us off, Deadeye. What's the, what's the worst sports game you've ever played? Johnny Mosley downhill skiing <laughs> on the Game Boy Advanced. <laughs> What is wrong with Former you? Former Olympic gold medalist Johnny Mosley has his own video game, and, and I bought it. why do you... Why? I don't, why? I don't just play it. I own it. Why? Uh, Johnny Mosley hosted Saturday Night Live one time, and I remember it being really funny, so I bought his <laughs> video game. 
<laughs> oh, your your decision making. If your retron, if your retron wasn't sort of fried out, oh. I'd say I'm bringing Johnny Mosley and we're playing it on the pre-show next week. Man, I might get a new retron just, just so for we jo- can Johnny Mosley. Um, so, okay, so that's probably the worst sports game I've ever that's played. That's fair. And then what's your who's your favorite football player? Favorite football player, uh, my dude Kirk Cousins. Okay, there you have it, Kirk Cousins. Making the big bucks. My dude, he's, he's about to get paid. Getting my franchise tag. My man's getting paid. Jazzy. The worst sports game I ever played, just because you legit could not play it, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5. <laughs> oh, God. Super oh, God. That was so bad. <laughs> I mean, it's artwork compared to Johnny Mosley. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> man, remember that time I had you playing Blitz on the GBA? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be my pick. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and then, who's your favorite football player? Um, not a huge football fan, but I'm a big fan of uh, Maurice Jones-Drew. Yes, you are a big fan of Maurice Jones-Drew. Uh, and then, Cable 2KX, worst sports game you've ever played? NBA Live. Um, anything recent from <laughs> <laughs> any any number of games. Any NBA live. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and favorite football player will be Derek Thomas, the late great Derek Thomas. Derek Thomas. All right. Um. All right. The worst sports game that I've ever played would have to be. Oh man, it would. I don't know. I really, really hate this game, and some people might be upset that I'm going to say this, but I hate Jet Moto. Man, I love Jet Moto. Jet Moto is trash. And is, Can you even count as a sports game? It's a it's a racing game. That's an extreme sport, man. Extreme sport. Ah, Futuristic stretch. extreme sport. I call that a stretch. All right, it's a fine. racing game. Extreme G. <laughs> That's also just a race. It's a racing game. Star Wars Pod Race. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars Pod. No, no. I, I like that game actually. No. Um, when was the last time you played it? It's pretty rough. <laughs> wave Race. I love Wave Race. Yeah, Wave Race. What are you talking about? Uh, you have to have a love because it's See, the love, only game you could play on that system. Well, I love Wave Race because that's what why. You, what do you mean it's the only game you could play on that system? For like the first three months it was out. There was four games. Okay, get ready. Yeah. <laughs> like but, I said, it was the but, only game you could play. Mario 64 was there, fool. Yeah. Um, But Jet Moto was at the same time as Wave Race and those, and I just, I, I, I liked, like, I hated the f- slowness of Jet Moto and just the, the mechanics of Jet Moto <laughs> drove me nuts. That's a racing game, though. <sighs> That's a sports you, game. You got to have a worse sports game. Fine, NASCAR. <laughs> Damn it. That's, okay, first off, NASCAR shouldn't be considered a sport. It's racing. <laughs> if someone's listening and they're going to be like, what you, NASCAR's totally a sport. What? You have to be a tuned athlete Is to it, drive a car. What about video games? Esports. Well, then, it, it's, it's, see, NASCAR can be a motorsport. You can call it motorsport. Worst sport game I ever played, League of Legends. There you go. I guess. I guess <laughs> he's, like, he's staring at me like, I will kill you. But, there. like, what about NBA Playgrounds? I would have gone with, like, Elf No, bowling. NBA Playgrounds is much better than, um, than Jet Moto. What about NBA Street 2? What about NHL Rock the Rink? Never played Rock the Rink. What about? Surprised you didn't go Call of Duty since it's an esport. <laughs> what it's about? Actually, the game actually is good though. Like the game actually works. Okay, like some of these games I've played. Like, okay, fine. I loved Amp One and I loved Amp Two, but you know what? Amp Three was hot garbage. Yeah. Uh, snowboard game is that better? Extreme it's, sport. It's, it's a little bit better response. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I think Mario versus Sonic Olympics garbage. I, I mean, to be fair, I Nagano. Think there's... There it is. Oh, Nagano. No! Nagano. No, 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 no
98. My Nagano. beloved Nagano 98. Nagano 98. I found it. I, I've played a lot of sports games in my life. Nagano 98. Holy hell. Uh, I played so much Nagano 98. Like, what is wrong with you? I, my, my like, aunt and uncle got it for me for Christmas one year. You still mean you have to play it? I played it a ton. I don't know why. You do the speed skating where you got to have the NES controller in your lap and you tap. But you can't go too fast because your guy just spuds out so you have to get the timing. It had snowboarding. It had skiing. And it was all bad. All Let's be bad. fair. Every game he rattled off trying to like see if it was your worst sports game ever, he played this past weekend. <laughs> it's <laughs> the true. only reason he knows I, the titles. I haven't played Rock the Rink in a long time, but I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to download a ROM to run on my Raspberry Pi and I couldn't get it to work. This is also a man that punches himself in the nuts because he likes to feel queasy. That's not true. <laughs> I used to kick myself in the face for money and I no longer can because of my beer belly. But, but, but just, just a couple weeks, just like a week ago, my wife said if I could kick myself in the face, she'd buy me a video game. So it's part of the reason, it's part of the reason I'm on a diet because if I could lose enough weight to get to the point where I could kick myself in the face again, she's going to buy me a video game and that's how I'm going to get Battlefront. <laughs> it's not a bad idea, man. It's not a bad idea, but I will. Uh, I do want to give uh, the beef hammer. The beef hammer here. It says Sports Illustrated for the uh, Sports Ooh. Illustrated for kids. The ultimate triple dare yeah. for the original Game Boy. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, yeah, man. Things. Things I didn't think I was going to hear today. The, the, the I used to kick myself in the face for money. Is it true? <laughs> I, I bet if we got Brick Bitch down here, she would be able to testify because I am sure she was in a classroom at one point or time in high school where I did set activity for money. They paid me a buck to kick myself in the head. I do it three <laughs> times. I have enough to buy a plate of nachos. <laughs> You know, it's it's weird because I don't think my I don't think that there's something wrong wait, with me until I have to tell you guys. I used to kick myself in the face for a dollar to buy nachos. You didn't like, get free nachos? I, I no, I wasn't that poor. Jeez. Oh. Free nachos. Oh okay, I got God. a lot of free nachos because Jade <laughs> Jade never ate all her food. It's just like she is now. She never finishes an entire meal. So in high school, Jade used to get her nachos half the way she liked. And then the like other half her nachos, she'd just get without the sour cream and stuff. That's because I'd finish off the nachos. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jazzy, is there anything else we need to do? Yes, hold on. Thank you for the question, Ray Finkel. Our last question comes from Crazy Uncle Braden says, <laughs> a question for my bearded brethren. I am thinking about picking up Fallout 4 Game of the Year Edition. I've never played it, and for $99, I can get my very own Pip-Boy. Should I get it for PS4 or Xbox One, or should I just skip it entirely? Your pal, Crazy Uncle Braden. Can't you just buy the game for like $10 at you, this point? So you can, but I looked into this when you, when this question came through, because for $99, you get the game. You get the Pip-Boy, which is the same Pip-Boy that we paid, you know, $150 for our set or whatever, right? Where the phone goes into it, it's wearable, blah, blah, blah. And then you also get every DLC that's come out since the game launched. So mm. all of these, uh, you know, Nuka-Cola World, the uh, ro Harbor. the Robotron, Far Har all of those, you get you get them all included. Uh, where if you're buying the cheap version of the game for you know sixteen dollars or twenty dollars or whatever it is, um, 
you know, you're not getting that. So I think for the overall experience of Fallout 4, which knowing knowing Crazy Uncle Braden and the way that he enjoys Zelda, the way he's enjoyed, uh, you know, some of these games that are exploration based, I, I think for 99 bucks, it's actually a really good deal. Um, but I know, Destiny Two comes out in a couple. Yeah, weeks. I know our dis. Yeah, and uh, and he's gonna tell you that he's not buying it. So he's wrong. Yeah. he's gonna buy it. But bottom line here is this: this comes out after Destiny, so that's true. He says we'll, he doesn't we'll, have a pre-order either. Yeah, exactly. He'll but get it. um, the the thing here is that as far as the PS4, the Xbox One, either one now that the mods are out for both. Uh, the mods first came out for Xbox over, before the PS4, and so you might have a better library of mods. And that's the cool thing about this now getting into Fallout is that you can do all these cool like user-created mods to uh, make the game even more unique than it already was. But with all the DLC for 99 bucks and the Pip-Boy, which I think you'll have some fun with, it's, a, it's cool, and, I, and the kids will probably like it too, I... I I think it's worth it. I think it's. I think it's. Uh, you go for it, but you know, I know that there was some anti. Like everybody was against it on the on the Discord when you asked this question earlier in the day. So, you know, I'm going to take the other side, and I think knowing you and and the game styles that you play, I think you would put a lot of time in this game, and I think the Robotron DLC alone, being able to build your own robot and actually use it to like fight other robots, like that's something cool. Nuka uh, Nuka Cola World's cool, and and a lot of the other DLCs, like I mean. Bethesda DLC is generally really good. So, you know, you're not just getting a game. You're getting a game plus, like, you know, a whole nother game with, between all that DLC. Brayden, here's the deal. Find out how much the base game is. Find out how much the DLCs would cost you. Add those together. And then just get a bottle of that maple syrup vodka. Uh, Moonshine. Maple, whatever it was, that maple syrup deliciousness that Moonshine. you had at the the Nerd Barbecue 3.0, and you give me that bottle, <laughs> and I will give you my Pip Boy. What about the game, though? No, I said he has to get the game and the DLC, and then I give him my Pip Boy for that maple syrup deliciousness. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. You know what? It might not be a bad deal, Brandon. You might want to look into that. Yeah. I'm sure that that bottle costs way less than you can get the Pip Boy for. I don't know. Ninety nine dollars, you can get it all. That's true. Do the math. But anyway, it's not good at math. There you go. Hopefully that helps you make Says a decision. An open bottle. Well, there you go. See, shit. Done already. Yeah, he's gonna do the math tonight. You know him. He doesn't mess around. Yeah, that's why right. he's rocking your Xbox right now. Do the math. All right. Is that it? Everything yeah. you got? Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Cable, you got anything to say? Two and a half hours into the show. Did I? Ah, this was a show that was a reflection of how sad my life has been at times. Fact. And it continues to be. Yeah. Yeah. The the stories keep coming. I, I don't think I, me personally, the one that's known you the most, the longest here, I don't think I ever knew that you kicked yourself in the face for money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, uh, so, so we learn something new about you every day, buddy. Yeah, I'm a creature. <laughs> I'm a real yep. creature here. Well, I'm your number one fan to get you to lose weight because I want to see it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you want someone to play yeah. Battlefront with. So, so um, yeah. That's right. No, he doesn't. Remember? Yeah, I true. do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. But he doesn't. He'll be too high level for you way too quick. True. But, um, chimed in on the chat saying, I think Jessica had a question on Discord for you, Jesse. Man, we ain't got time for this. It's two and a half hours in, man. That's your fault. You made I mean, this show so goddamn long because of your eliteness. Nope. We really no could have cut that Final Fantasy story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we really couldn't. We really could That was the best story we had. 
We I also spent a long time explaining to Jazzy the lawsuit and why it was wrong. Well, he defended Riot. That's true. Well, he defends Riot with his life. So, I mean, That's that right. part I understand. But the where would this question be at? I don't see it. I not. think where this question is going to be is next week on the GameZilla podcast. Yep. Game on! Um, no, that's not how we do it. No. We want to remind everybody that we are the elite free DLC <laughs> for all your gaming news. And until next time, game, game on! on!